Hey everybody and welcome to episode 390 of Vigigame Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparis, coming to you from the Chris Tatara Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. Who else is joining me? Oh, infamous Borat handjob, Chris Antista. <laughs> and <laughs> Matt Boo Alien. Oh, Matthew <laughs> Allen. Brilliant. And special guest. Micah, it is my literal birthday, Seth. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, birthday Micah. <laughs> And this is how I decided to spend it. Huh. I, we're sorry. Yeah, it, it tells you. I, I uh, like it tells you where we are. Yeah, yeah. yeah twenty twenty is uh, the worst, isn't it? It's twenty twenty. Twenty twenty is the mulligan year. Let's just write this off and forget about it if we can. Yes, that, the year that that Sonic the Hedgehog is the highest grossing <laughs> superhero movie in a movie theater. That if, blows I hope my I'm not mind. Ruining any news? The Sonic, I saw that. Um, the Sonic fans must be very happy right now. Yeah, yeah. They got a decent movie. They should <laughs> mm-hmm. be very happy. I, I I wanted to get off on a little bit of soapboxes. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world right now, and there's a lot of things to be concerned about. And there's just one thing I wanted to um, just get everyone aware of, because there is something we can do about it. And that's the most important issue right now, and that is the Great Pumpkin not being shown on television this year. I think <sighs> what it is, it is. I'm. I don't know how, but it's like the maddest I've ever been in the midst of being mad all get, the time. Get me caught up. Is it because it's on HBO Max or something? No, because fucking Apple bought like this exclusive rights to the Peanuts. Oh, but aren't they it, aren't they uh, showing it for free? Like, you don't even like, have to be a subscriber to see it? That's not really the same thing. It's like, yeah, yeah we're true. making a window where you can download Christmas. Like, <laughs> the, the, you stole a, tradi- a free tradition to everyone. Mm-hmm. No one's going to sign up for your service to see this. You are going to kill this, san- this the sanctity of yeah. this media tradition. kill the great pumpkin. Well, and, because not everyone has access to the internet because yes. it's not a public service mm, yet yes. which it should yeah, be so yes and some people are old and some people are kids and they don't I know to go to look for something the they don't pumpkin. know exist. I only know I turned a year older when I see that Charlie Brown boy on the television. I, <laughs> I don't have kids. But if I did, I'd be like, holy shit, kids, come in, get in here. This thing is on. I think it's a lot harder to do if you're like pulling up a video. Mm. Like, oh, the, your whole school is going to be watching this. It'll be neat. And so what I'm recommending we do as a podcast, as listeners, as fans of The Great Pumpkin, I say we boycott Apple products. Oh, Not okay. the Apple products we have already, uh-huh. nor the ones we intend to buy. What, what about okay. the ones we just pre-ordered? Don't, those are fine. Those are grandfathered <laughs> okay. in. Man, I've been so far ahead of you. I've been doing that since That's right, like Mike 2006. Is Apple <laughs> I, th- I thought you were going to be ambitious and propose we do a full reenactment of the Great Pumpkin as part of the Patreon. I'm like, I'm fucking I there. Can't. I am on board, dude. Oh, I didn't know you were going to kill it. Oh. That's the first line. That's the first line. That is the first yeah, line. Yeah, I, yeah, I just did yeah, it. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I love that thing. And uh, I am, I'm no kidding, and this is easy, I'm boycotting Apple TV. I hate your service. I don't care what Jason Momoa is doing over there with blindies or whatever Steve Carell got nominated for an Emmy for. I will never pay for your service. And fuck you forever. I'm so angry. I'm so angry. I brought it up on a video game podcast. Yeah, and you did. <laughs> How about I apologize. that? That I promise is about I, video games. I shit all over Micah's birthday like Aww. so many spent <laughs> pumpkin seeds. Yeah. Uh, other than this, were you able to do anything special today, Micah? No, I, I mean, I, I worked. I uh, I prepared for this. <laughs> nice. Yeah, nice. Nice. I mean, it, it's COVID times. Like, I don't do much uh, quite a lot of the time. So, <laughs> um, Quarantines. And... Uh, 
Yeah, I, I, I do. I had Shake Shack. I usually hey. uh, don't don't eat so indulgently these days. So that was something. I had Super Duper. We're like Burger Bros right now. Oh man, I wish I had Super Duper. Oh, Super really? Duper's great. Yeah, I haven't had that shit in forever. Uh, I. <laughs> Damn it, I forgot what I was going to say. Never mind. Yeah. Oh, what I do recommend everyone reward themselves to this week, if you can, uh, you should go vote. And on the way home, yes. purchase yourself the Back to the Future trilogy in 4K. That's what <laughs> everyone deserves to do for themselves this week. It's the best week you can have. And go straight to 2 and watch all those scenes with evil Biff Tan and running things and realize, oh, God, they just did Donald Trump. That's all yep. they were drawing from was Donald Trump. He has the same... Mm-hmm terrible taste the same sensibilities the same hairstyle as biff tannen it's trump they call the same it. affinity for gambling and tits i can't it's, wait to watch uncanny. it in 4k uh yes yeah, so you can see everything in that uh, retro shop window in 2015 everything yeah everything. like the the roger rabbit in a car that i have behind oh, me oh wow gary wolf the creator of roger rabbit was impressed hmm. that's pretty cool or, or so his facebook like indicated <laughs> i gotta stop sending him stuff yeah. You should also uh, <laughs> check out the Immortals Phoenix Rising demo on Stadia. And I'm not just plugging my employer Ubisoft here. I'm plugging this because it is content that is exclusive. It is not uh, 100% in the game. And it is only available for like a week. On Stadia? Yes, on Stadia. And you said what like anybody okay. can try any you need demo a Stadia on Stadia account, for free. But, Let's uh, get soapboxing yeah. again real quick. Chris, you just stepped off. I'm going to step on the same soapbox. This Hi. whole Hi. limited edition digital release shit is bullshit. Because I missed the download window for Golden Axed because it was two days. Mm, even though I did grab Streets of Camarocho, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like this with Nintendo with the Mario game. All of this limited ex- availability shit, come, knock it off. It's digital. It'll be there. Wh- wh- you know what you're doing is you're encouraging pirates to fucking steal that shit and put it up where people can download it in perpetuity. Just saying. Yeah, I, I just have a feel- for the-, the Sega stuff. I have a feeling like they're going to charge you for that later or it's going to go in some bonus collection. It's it's not I, I, the one day window is what I think is really weird. Yeah. That was one weird. day. But I mean, Streets of Camarocho is fun. That might have yeah. been like a. I, I kind of suspect that that was something that they worked out with Steam on some level. It was tied mm. into their Steam uh, autumn event thingy. weekend mm. sale, sixty percent off. They yeah. got a bunch of uh, coverage all over Steam out of it, and uh, I wonder if makes sense. They, they are temporarily like Steam exclusive for that win- weekend window, and then yeah, the, it'll be in some kind of bundle later. Could be, yeah, maybe. Uh, I did. I did play Golden Axe. I also saw the Twitter thread by uh, the alleged Oof. programmer who worked on it, and that was blistering because talking about how he like prototyped this thing in two weeks and with a skeletal staff and just grinding long hours to try and, and get it out and bringing it to a, a an executive meeting and showing it off and they're like, but where's the wow factor? And it's like, why isn't this God of War? Yeah, <laughs> yeah why isn't this God of War? That's basically, it. And like we're trying to make something that's like the original Golden Axe. And then like they, they add a bunch of polish, and then everybody's like wowed by it. Like, yeah, now it looks great. And then uh, nothing came of it, and it was canceled. And then uh, Sega brought it back for one day with this thing of like, eh, it might be kind of buggy and unfinished and unpolished, but it's a it's a reminder of what could have been. And, and like... I I kind of get why he'd react angrily yeah. to that. Like yeah, I get it, but at the same time, like the people who canceled that project back mm-hmm. then 
are not the people post like writing yeah. that description of the demo or posting about yeah, it. Like it's but, a totally different. But even different so, crew. if somebody dug up something that I'd done under pressure right. like years ago and been like, eh, "It's not great, but take a look at it anyway," like, "Hey, fuck you!" Yeah, the top seven greatest gaming shoes. Don't show me that shit. I don't want to see. I, don't I mean, see I can. What, what I, I did. guarantee you, at some point, Games Radar is going to do some. We're eating our own ass article about our worst articles or some mm, shit. You guys oh, will probably. have stuff up there. Yeah, look no, at I, what I, we I actually think... published twenty years ago. Wow. Sounds like sounds like something they're we would have done. They're not going to be around for twenty more years. <laughs> what are you talking about? They're an SEO destination. Yeah. <laughs> never say never. <laughs> um, I go there for all my total film news, but <laughs> that's the plus. No, I, even if you're that's not sympathetic to the, the plight of a, a, a game developer like that, I I do think like just on an artistic level, he's like, all of a sudden, this thing I worked really hard comes out with a joke title, and people can review it, and mm-hmm. it's not done. Like. That yeah. has to be an awful feeling. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, it was not called Golden Axed. It was that that's right. a joke right. about it being canceled yeah. and like, yeah, that, that, it's cruel to like a handful of people, but it's it's cruel nonetheless. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's there's a different way for him to take that, uh, yeah. but I I think you know his feelings are valid in that situation. I think if I were in his shoes, I'd try to use it to. Uh, help publicize myself at that point by uh by leaning into the joke but you know yeah. that's that's me mm-hmm. um, i would get a shitload of twitch subs just based yeah, on this. yeah i mean <laughs> you go yeah. and stream that and and let mm-hmm. people watch you and, and make fun of yourself while you do it uh, you know yeah. yeah i mean he was within his right to provide the context to that and it's good to know the actual story behind it because otherwise i probably just would have assumed it was similar to like that streets of Streets of Camarocho, you could tell they, they paid someone just to go do that specifically. Yeah. So, But anyway, we traditionally start every episode after our, our uh, clever, witty banter uh, with a top five. And uh, this week's top five, since we're keeping with the Spookoba theme, is high school horror. Horror games set in schools. And uh, I'm just going to warn you up front. A lot of them are Japanese-themed. <laughs> All right. Now that we've lost half the audience, hey, everyone who's still around. Yeah, it turns out, uh, well, Japan sets a lot of things in schools. So naturally, there's a bunch of horror set in schools. And Americans, Westerners in general, tend to be a little bit more leery of setting things in schools for reasons. <laughs> I guess. But there's there's that new movie coming out. Well, I, wanted to, I want to play the craft craft. Yeah, the craft craft. I can't believe we're awesome. doubled. I mean, to some people, high school is horrific enough. We're like double dipping on well, the horror with this th- list. That's dude. why it's a very good setting for horror. Yes, right? you know, it, it, it brings up a lot of emotions for a lot of people, so it's it's rife for the pickings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because every yeah, time it's I also walk like back, a place... I walk back into high school today. I'm going to do this right, and then everybody <laughs> remembers everything I did the day before. Yeah, it's it's also the place if you're getting like attacked by a slasher that you are least likely to have anyone help and save you. They'd most likely just laugh at you and talk shit. And like, you know, yeah. ignore Actually, you. I, I, I do a quick breakdown of the cultures on display here. One is uh, French pretending to be American, American okay. pretending to be Japanese, Japanese, Taiwanese, and Japanese. Now, I've already spoiled some of these. For some people out there who are especially attuned to the games we're going to do. But, uh, yeah, let's just dive in right after this break. 
Do you like Video Game Apocalypse in 302010? Well, the LaserTime Patreon has figured out a way to combine the two over at patreon.com slash lasertime. We've taken a month's worth of 302010's games from 3020 and 10 years ago and grabbed the hosts, Michael Raparez and Matthew Allen from Video Game Apocalypse. And with our combined three decades plus in the games industry, we found a great way to take a deep dive into the biggest gaming anniversaries of the month. Here's a recent sample. And what did we decide, Baker? Did Totally totally Rad actually come out? Don't think so. But okay. if it did, it was on my birthday. I turned 14 that day. Happy birthday, and I guess that's Baker! Rad. It was Magical John in Japan. <laughs> sounds, sounds like a toilet accessory. It was also They were also cartoon characters in Japan, and for America, they were California surfer dudes uh-huh. who looked real, like, in the cutscenes. And it's just like, yeah, that's everything that's wrong with America. Because mm-hmm. instead of just accepting these amazingly designed characters, like, no, 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 we want to be kids to be able to see themselves in mobile, who are kids, and everything we watched had like a, yo, bro, let's party. Uh, we're all Sean Penn from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Like, no, we're fucking not. Some of us are quiet How did that become so ubiquitous that everyone was a fucking surfer yes. in the 80s, even if I, they lived in, like, Illinois? Some of us aren't even white. <laughs> So, in addition to weekly bonus shows, over 100 movie commentaries, exclusive specials, you can get the 302010 Video Games Edition, celebrating a month of important gaming milestones every single month at patreon.com slash lasertime in exchange for just five bucks. And you'll support all of the Lasertime shows, including Video Game Apocalypse, right guys? Yeah! And we're back to talk about what? Haunted High School! Let's just jump in with... Number five! Kenny's disappeared. You wouldn't know anything about it, would you? No, I spent the whole night working on my movie. Nobody's seen him since last night. I'm really starting to get worried. I know. Aliens beamed him up to their ship, did some experiments on him, and finally killed him. Josh, please take your seat, young man. All right. This morning, we are going to talk about I think about we'd better call the cops. What do you think? Hey, if he doesn't show up, let's meet at the cafeteria at 6 and go look for him. But the cops would tell my parents. Great. My first real investigation. I feel like that Josh kid is sort of having uh, his own conversation separate from everybody else. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I know none of you guys have, have really played most of these games, so this is no. obscure. Appropriately right enough. It's right in the title. Yeah, the That's why we yeah. haven't played it. it is, <laughs> this is obscure. You're right. This is a 2004 game that is somehow also one of the most 90s games I have ever played in my life. Is something wrong? What? Haven't you seen? In the hallways. All the monsters creeping around. It's terrible. Whoa, dog. I don't know what you've been smoking, but you need to stop. But don't tell me you didn't see anything. <laughs> you didn't notice anything bizarre? Yeah. Everything I see up in this piece is whack. What do you think those noises are? Don't be a jerk. We can't find Kenny. What? You better quit jerking me. Even Mr. Walden was injured. We're stuck here. (laughs) Up in this piece. Yeah. Yeah, um, lots of uh, beanies and bucket lids on on, uh, high school and college students in the sequel. But, yeah, Obscure is a game about these three kids who go to an exclusive prep school, I guess, and one of their friends goes missing, who you play in the beginnings, and it's not a spoiler to say, like, oh, he he finds, like, a secret lab behind the school and gets lured into this thing and attacked by a bunch of mutants. So it's a Resident Evil-style game, but had some pretty inventive twists. 
other than having like just really cheesy dialogue that is French developers trying to approximate American teenager banter. It has a co-op system where all the characters have different skills. Like some can spot codes and, and Josh, he's, he's like a journalist. So he's pretty good at scouring for clues. So if you like hit his special move button when you're in a room and there's no more clues to find, he'll be like, there's nothing left for us here. Thanks, Josh. Yeah. So you can, you can play as two characters at once, either co-op or by yourself, just switching between them. So it kind of has a little bit of a Maniac Mansion vibe, plus Resident Evil where you're fighting monsters. And it, it gets into this like high school horror movie story where it's like, oh, our teachers are trying to find a cure for some disease. And so they're infecting all the students with spores and creating monsters that you're sensitive to light and leave like... Cool mossy webs of darkness everywhere that you can destroy with a flashlight cool, cool, cool. yeah yeah I, mean, <laughs> I, I loved reading about this i did and i is it didn't ubisoft publish it in like asia or something in china possibly you might be able to find a copy at work yeah maybe <laughs> michael somewhere. works for ubisoft in china. china i work for it in san francisco same difference uh <laughs> but you're yeah. all owned by china Nah, I just like the way he says China. Maybe you should try to sound like this guy instead. Hey, Josh, get out of our way. But I've got to finish up my story on the basketball team for the paper. Yo, dog, Kenny, chill out, man. Leave him alone. Come on, let's hit the showers. <laughs> I just want to say that is a white guy. <laughs> the character is white. Uh, what? Uh, how many times do they say yo, dog, in that yeah, game? That's... Not enough. Not enough. Uh, I'll be honest. Um... <laughs> I also, I, I, I feel like the uh, gameplay got a little bit better in the sequel, which I also played, which appropriately enough moves from a high school setting to college with a couple of the same characters and has may maybe one of the dumbest setups I've, I've seen in a while. Here, smell this. It'll melt your nostrils. <laughs> wow. What's in there? Everyone on campus has been making tea with this flower for a month. It's time we tried it. Yeah, so the plot is like, oh, p students on this campus suddenly started finding a strange flower and making tea out of it, as college <laughs> students are wont to do. <laughs> Super uh, common. Typical yeah. American yeah. millennials. <laughs> <laughs> and, and of course, the, the, uh, the flower that they're making the tea from is, emits the spores that turn people into monsters. And, Yo, dog, check it. I'm about to spill the tea on this tea yeah. you're about to drink. Uh, and, and remember when I said <laughs> this was back, the Tyler. most 90s game I've ever played? The effects of the spores, it turns out, are counteracted by energy drinks, which you can find <laughs> <laughs> scattered around and our health pickups. Um, it's like the anti-sunset overdrive. Yeah. It worked for PUBG. Why not? Mm -hmm. Sure, why not? And there's a line I wanted to play also. when When the shit hits the fan, you're like, trying to sneak into a fraternity party and this is like where you can really tell like this is not made by americans where like you you try to knock on the front door and a bouncer answers and he's like hey if you fancy a drink i just pissed in the corner like that that is a uk localization team no way around it and then you sneak in and like the monsters attack and you find like a, a, a dead girl's body and it's like oh no they killed one of the fraternity sisters like you don't know what you're talking about. They keep referring to the fraternity as the brotherhood. Like, it's a frat. It's a frat. Call it a frat. But this is not a realistic response from anybody. I'm hurt and they've killed my boyfriend. It will soon be your turn. Take the gun in the billiards room. 
It will soon be your turn. <laughs> I don't want to be pedantic. Is she but threatening actually, them? Or? No. Some, some sororities are actually fraternities. Not to be pedantic, but mm-hmm. it's just that that has to do with the way they're organized or incorporated or something. But anyway. He's a jock. Get him. <laughs> uh, I, one thing I did like is this game. I was kind of reading up on it. It has some features that like future games use. So it, this is one of those games where like if a character dies, you can just keep playing. Yeah, I guess until permadeath. they all die, which was like totally a thing in, until dawn, right? Like it mm-hmm. was like you could have everyone survive. Yeah, yeah. Like that's that's really for for when this was released. That that would have been like a first. Yeah, and I also like that. Yeah, the the fact that multiple characters have multiple abilities again it creates kind of like a maniac mansion or the cave kind of scenario where it's like okay well you have this character along with you who can find this secret code that can open the door but this other character has a pda that can just hack it with like a word puzzle or this character can can move a a big heavy object so that you can climb up to this ledge whatever it's you know it's an interesting approach to puzzle solving but obscure Interesting game that quickly faded away, much like its namesake. But this next one... Number four. ...is really weird. There it is. Not even to hide the title. Right there in the title, yeah. yeah. This is Doki Doki Literature Club... And uh, if you haven't played this game and think you might be interested in doing so, I highly recommend you skip forward a little bit until we're no longer talking about it. Because to talk about this game is kind of to spoil it. So with that aside, skip ahead to 32 minutes and 13 seconds if you don't want to hear anything. But Doki Doki Literature Club is, for the first half of it, it's a fairly straightforward Japanese-style dating sim where... You're this kind of aimless high school kid, and you get bullied by your best friend, who's a girl, into joining the literature club, which you have no interest in. Uh, You're more into video games and manga, of course. So you go along with her, and what the literature club does is they, they get together and read, and then they write poetry, and then they critique each other's poetry the next day. So the... The object of the game, at least at first, is to write poetry that you think a a girl that you want to impress will like. Because it's it's just these four girls in this group. There's there's Yuri, the uh, sort of obsessive, refined, quiet bookworm. There's Monica, the athletic leader of the group. There's Sayuri, your your best friend since childhood, who's very cheerful and kind of clumsy. And then there's Natsuki, who is like this small, kind of somewhat childish girl who likes really cute things, but is also really upset that you're there and doesn't seem to like you around very much. I guess she's Tsundere. It sounds like the goal is is to make you not want to be an English major, because I'm getting some flashbacks. (laughs) (laughs) Holy Lord. Yeah, two te- the, two teachers the game pronounce- is not what what Michael just described here, though. So no, not not past to, the first. We have half. to give pause at this point yes. and then proceed to what what the game actually so, is. This oh. is this is where we get into spoilers because yes, what starts out as uh, fairly lighthearted, like you start to sort of see cracks around the edges, and the poetry starts to get really weird. It starts to cover subjects like. Uh, 
I looked through a hole in the wall and was suddenly struck by this light emanating from this person on the other side, and he doesn't even know I'm there. What's going on? I'll never be able to see right again. My eye is searing. And each girl's poetry starts to get a little weirder, and then you find out that one of the the, the girls is... Like, all of the girls have some sort of underlying personality problem. And one of them actually is covering up her severe depression. And before long, things take a turn into suicide. And at that point, the game starts to glitch out a little bit. While you're looking at this girl's hang body. And then the game just sort of resets after after a strange period of like oh no i i couldn't i couldn't help her this is terrible and then like game over and then it goes back to the title screen and a little text file pops up in the folder with the game that you might not have noticed uh if you weren't watching and it says like oh oh i see what i did i messed up oh sorry well since she's the problem i'll just delete her and you start up the, a new game and it's that character is gone from the new game and things just sort of progress the same way. But this time, like another character starts to go a little bit berserk and uh, starts dragging you into a closet so that she can stare at you with her suddenly human eyes instead of enemy eyes. And it gets really fucking creepy. I'm about to have a doki doki panic attack. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Micah, you want to opine on that? I mean, so so I'll, I'll just make some other esoteric references that, mm -hmm. that other people probably still won't get to not clar help clarify the situation. Perfect. But it it kind of reminds me of like uh, <laughs> the anime, like the melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya or another anime, Higurashi no Nakukoro ni combined with Pony Island, the video mm. game, maybe Pony someone Island played Pony Island. Point. There's yeah. a Pony yeah. Island... Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the Pony Island reference is really apt, because... Um, the, those yeah. those anime, like, involve, like, time loops and reality manipulation in, in a way, uh, and Higurashi is, is a horror anime, and so um, similar tonal... Uh, I, I would uh, be surprised if they weren't reference points that uh, that they use when making yeah, this gotcha. game. Gotcha. I mean, even if you're a fan of like Undertale, some of the meta stuff Undertale's do, it, it just breaks the fourth wall, right? Yeah, it's, 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 it's very fourth wall breaky, um, both in terms of the characters speaking directly to you, some at least one of whom is aware that they're in a game, and yeah, wow. they manipulate the files a little bit. But what surprised me about this was that it's not purely exploitive like it actually presents a very frank and believable portrait of somebody with severe depression and you as a naive teenager coming along and thinking you can you can cure it with love and it's like that's not how it works at all at that's all what tom cruise told me yeah he said it's fine <laughs> well, you don't <laughs> it, it's a horror game yes uh, so you know hor horror is probably the best genre to deal with uh, mm -hmm. themes about trauma and stuff like yeah. that so i, I think uh i think it, it you know the aims are not to actually be a dating sim right if it mm -hmm. were a dating sim, oh no you never get to actually date anybody <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you come um, close but yeah that 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 is the conceit that you're playing a dating sim and honestly I kind of feel like, from what I've heard about the way that this game was originally released, 
was just free with no warnings or anything. They eventually had to put warnings on it because allegedly there was a father in the UK who blamed his son's suicide on the game. So they oh, they, no. they have a warning label now that they lead with like this contains scenes of uh, suicide, depression. Do not uh, play if you know the, if you're vulnerable or uh, you know easily sure. upset. Whatever. I thought you were talking about the warnings being because it was av- originally available on like Itch.io, mm-hmm. and like the stuff it does with your files is like my worst fear for every Itch.io game. Like, no, don't <laughs> fuck with my system's file yeah. structure. Well, what the, are you doing? It doesn't. It, it just fucks with its own folder structure. Right. Although it, it does like pull up your, uh, you know, internal username at one point to flash at you. But the fact that they have the warning label, I think, feel like it kind of ruins the conceit of like, hey, this is a free game that I got. And it's it's like something out of a creepypasta urban legend where it's just like, oh, this dating sim is like weirdly broken and glitches out and starts manipulating itself. Like, yeah, the human eye shit sounds yeah. creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that all falls to the wayside once you get Markiplier and Jacksepticeye playing your game. Yeah, that's and and that's, that's the other big thing about this game is, you know, it's a really cool game, but it also came at exactly the right time when all these yes. big YouTubers were mm-hmm. looking for something to move on to after Five Nights at Freddy's, ah, yes. right? And it, it is the first, like, three pages of Google results. It's, it's just somewhat, <laughs> some popular streamers. Somebody going, ah! Yeah, yeah. And, and, and the other thing is that, uh, you know, like, what would you say is the step beyond fourth wall breaking? Because I guess that's where this game delves, is, like, getting into this territory where you're you're kind of expected to dig way past what the game itself offers mm-hmm. you and go join Reddit communities and stuff and, and read through the analyses that other people do and how they take uh, weird codes in in text in the game and text in files and they run that through binary processors. Oh, I know what that's called. That's called QAnon. That's, <laughs> that's all that is. I mean, yeah, that, so I liked that stuff back when I was doing it for Donnie Darko, you know, uh, 15 yeah. years ago. Oh, sure, but, I can't wait for the next episode of Lost. I'm going to decipher everything <laughs> with my friend Evo. But, you know, I don't want to spend time on Reddit, so I, I, I can't be bothered to do that kind of stuff anymore. I have to wait for the videos to hit YouTube telling mm-hmm. me what, the, what they Yeah, let someone else know. do all that work. You know, let... Yeah. let uh, yeah, one of those like Mythbuster type channels do all the exploration. Then you, you can just watch a 15 minute YouTube video mm-hmm. summarizing it for you. But one one thing that I do like, you know, for for all of its trappings, it, it does a pretty good job of being like the first part of a dating sim of uh, getting you attached to these characters and giving them each their own little personality. And one of the touches that I really like is that when you read. Uh, each girl's poetry during the uh, sharing portion of the game the music actually changes to a specific theme song for each character like here's uh, Sayuri your best friends ukulele it's nice and simple and cheerful feel like Yoshi's getting his mail. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Or Natsuki, the cute one. Same feeling. Whoa, whoa. It's almost like, you know, a little kid playing on a recorder. Yeah. 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 Or an ocarina. It could be an ocarina, yeah. I, I would never know the difference, honestly. <laughs> Could be a penny whistle. What I, what is even that? I don't know. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I really enjoyed Doki Doki Literature Club. Surprisingly, I did. And 
you know, it's one of those things. It's just like people are all over the place. I like, oh god, it no, it's super disturbing and scarring. I'm like, yeah, come on, it's a video game. They're like, okay, yeah, kinda. It sticks with you. I, I think I think listeners can know whether or not this is something they can stomach or oh, not. Yeah. I, and yeah, not not stomach, but like whether it's up their their alley or not. Mm-hmm. I, I I might want to watch you play it. I'm I'm too afraid. It sounds like a lot of reading. It is a lot. It of does reading. have jump scares too. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. Oh. I, I think the people at Nintendo are just glad that something overtook the SEO for Doki Doki. You know, in terms of panic. <laughs> what What does Doki Doki roughly translate it, to? It's like heartbeat. Heartbeat. Yeah. Oh. Like thump thump. Oh. Or pitter pat. Like Don yeah, it's, Johnson. It's the onomatopoeia of mm-hmm. your heart beating. Yeah, yeah. Especially like in in terms of love, like oh, it's, it's beating really strongly, but. Um, and speaking yeah. of Japanese and, and hearts beating really strongly. Number three. And with that, their fates were sealed. Uh, this is Corpse Party. A game in which nine high school students perform a ritual to seal their friendship forever. So they'll always, always be friends through whatever they're doing throughout their lives. And, uh, spoiler alert, they fuck it up! They fuck it up and get transported to an alternate dimension of a, a, a never-ending haunted elementary school where they are stuck and stalked by both other students and vengeful ghosts of children who were gruesomely mutilated in the 70s. Yuck. It is a weird game. It was originally made in RPG Maker in the, the 90s. Which and, we talk about on 302010 Games coming up yeah, soon. This week. This yeah, we week, do. Baby. And it had a renaissance beginning around 2011 when it was ported to PSP and a PC port. And uh, then it, it has just kept coming since then. It's been on uh, Vita, 3DS, iOS. That It's gotten a bunch of sequels that have come to the, the US. I think it, it just had one recently that's all 3D. It's, it's not a 2D game anymore. But the... The structure of the game is kind of somewhere between a visual novel and like a, a top-down RPG adventure game where you are exploring the school and really there's there's like always a sequence of events and, and things that you have to find and activate. And if you do them the wrong way, you will get to watch one of several wrong ends where your characters die very gruesome deaths. And if you keep going, you might finish each chapter. Uh, each chapter has you playing as different characters. And maybe only one or two of your characters will die <laughs> over the course of the game. There are some really nasty deaths for a fairly simple-looking 2D game. My favorite is uh, one that you actually find early on, the remnants of. Like, in the first chapter, the, these two girls that you're controlling come across this like bloody mess just splattered against a wall. And it's like someone was fired out of a cannon and just disintegrated all over the place. What the hell happened? And then in a later chapter, because time moves kind of strangely in the school, you get to see it happen. And what it is, is this girl basically gets kidnapped by these ghosts who then drag her out into the hallway and uh, throw her against the wall very hard. Not even it. Like the the running water sound at the end. That's extra gross. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, her scream started to sound like a tea kettle boiling over. Mm -hmm. Well, welcome to Japanese media. (laughs) (laughs) All the women sound about two octaves higher than you expect them to. Um, But anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know, Micah, you said that you you played this a very long time ago to teach yourself Japanese. So I really don't remember anything about this game at all. I I know I played it because I played a lot of uh, like visual novel and uh, dating sims and stuff like that. Uh, Like progressive levels of trashier uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) beyond there. But um, uh, just because I was looking to practice my Japanese at the time. And so I think I thought that this game was a dating sim when I started playing it. And then it's a name like Corpse Party, of course. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, there were like horror dating sim games and horror uh, arrow games, like uh, porn games, basically. Yeah. you know, so <laughs> if, if I'm outing myself there, uh, but I, I really can't say I remember anything about this game, except that I am absolutely certain I played it because it comes up on lists all the time. And oh, I'm yeah. like, yeah, I, I know I've played that game. But It's it's OK, Micah, because like this is one of those games where if you play this, Steam will make sure you see every single one of those games you mentioned ever <laughs> to have existed. <laughs> Yep. I mean, those weren't games that one paid for. I, I guess I'll, I'll say that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, this was like the early 2000s, like, and yeah. they were like late 90s uh, porn games from Japan, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll say Corpse Party is definitely a game that you pay for. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I played... and it's not a porn game either. No, so no, don't, no, no. Don't get me wrong at all. <laughs> but, but I want to <laughs> emphasize how much you pay for it because uh, I've played through. I played a bit of three different versions of this. I forget how much I bought it forever ago on PC, which, by the way, is the worst version. You wouldn't expect that. All the other versions are more feature rich, have better art, etc. But the iOS version, I played a bit of that. It's twelve dollars, which is a fantastic amount to charge for an iOS game. Oh yeah. And uh, the 3DS version, which uh, I've seen pointed to as the definitive version, is thirty dollars on the Ooh. Nintendo eShop. Uh, it sounds like all Square's steep. old RPG releases. Like seriously, yeah, like, yeah, PCs yeah. are the worst versions. 3DS mm-hmm. are the best. I mean, it's but it, it's pretty good. Like it, I don't, I don't regret having paid that. It's it's just surprising. Like this this game is kind of old, but sure, mm-hmm. I'll I'll pay that to play it. If you like gore and don't mind killing kids left and right, like <laughs> yeah, it's kind of cool. And and yeah, like. Certain things, like, there, there's one chapter where, like, the main character's little sister has to use the bathroom, or she, she she just really has to pee, but they're in the haunted school, and despite the fact that the place is rotting, there's huge gaps in the floorboards everywhere, she refuses to go anywhere except a proper toilet stall. So you're looking around trying to find this bathroom, and uh, <laughs> along the way, like, you find a guy from from your class who's, like, sitting there with the goopy mess I mentioned earlier, and he's just, like, grinning and taking pictures of it on his cell phone. And so it's like, oh, oh, you're a creep. Okay, um, I should avoid you in the future. Speaking of toilets, it also has one of the weirdest lines of dialogue that I still... I'm not 100% sure why this is there or why it has not changed in any of the versions that I have played. Thank you! 
Micah, you you know a little bit of Japanese. Do you have any idea what that says? Uh, I mean, I'd have to listen to it a bunch of times, but I think she's saying thank you at the beginning. Well, like, that that like is actual thank you. Yeah, right? thank you. And, and then I'd have to make you play that over and over and over again to to the point where the listeners are annoyed before. Right, I can I'll, I'll, out. I'll do it one more time. Thank you. Something came here, I think. Uh, I heard, but I don't know what she's talking about. Um, Well, I'll tell you what it it translated to, or got translated to. Thanks, I'm going to go butter up my pooper with it real good. <laughs> so yeah, there is a point what? where Did that make Matt sneeze in the first no, that chapter. Spit take in the first oh, yeah. chapter, the two girls you're controlling go and like check out the boys and girls' bathrooms and like oh there's there's like a, a stall that's weirdly locked and this place is pretty gross. And then as you're leaving, uh, one girl just asks the other, "It's like, hey, do you have any more of that ass medicine left? The smeary <laughs> stuff, like." Oh, is she Christopher Maloney and went on American Summer? <laughs> yeah, maybe. He's like, oh, <laughs> my butt's been tree. drier than the Sahara Desert since we got here. Like, I, I, got I mean, s- uh, yeah. so I didn't hear the word butt in there because mm-hmm. uh, my Japanese recognition isn't good these days. But yeah. uh, Well, she didn't say Shiri, which think she about... says in an earlier line. Uh, okay, Oshiri is the word for butt. and. Yeah. Uh, the way that Japanese people think about that word is not the same way that we do, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, like, Japanese people more casually throw that word around than we would in English. So I could see why s- someone who's hastily localizing mm-hmm. isn't thinking about it, especially if they're a native Japanese speaker, not English speaker. Um, mm-hmm. And so maybe they're just looking for a way to localize something, and they think, oh, well, I'll try to make it cute. Like yeah, ass medicine. <laughs> Butter, <laughs> Butter up your pooper. we got a lot of news ahead on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, um, <laughs> it's a hell of a delivery. But, but also just like, you're in a haunted school. Things are trying to kill you, and your immediate thought is like, my butt's dry. Better go right. put some ass medicine on it. Right. If there's one thing worse than being terrified by ghosts, it's doing so with a huge flaming hemorrhoid, Michael. I, we got to take, so. yeah. yeah. <laughs> take care of that shit. It's true. You have dry That's what ass. I'm saying. Japanese people care about butt health to the point where they're more willing to talk about it. That's I true. think that's it's normal, and maybe we... We need to worry more about it as Americans. Yeah, just we, uh, we we definitely need to worry about it more than Japanese people do. I think yes. <laughs> our diets are with terrible. our diet. Yeah, <laughs> I would I would I would happily sell my butt for like two grand. Mm. I do I do not care. You think about you could health. get two grand for it? I don't know. No, <laughs> I, but I mean, like, just just imagine what my pillow budget will be for the rest of my life. Mm. Astronomical. Sitting on two, two astronomical. Bones. Uh, <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Number two. So this is a game. That sound is is anybody walking into any spirit Halloween store. Yes. <laughs> exactly. This is the spirit Halloween store game. This <laughs> laughing kid. Evil clown. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually a game called Detention, which is set in Taiwan and uh, involves these two school kids, uh, Wei and Ray, who just suddenly wake up in their school and they seem to be the only ones there. Uh, what's more, the school has suddenly become decrepit. Uh, 
you know, everyone seems to have fled because a typhoon is coming, and but just left them there. They try to leave, but the bridge back to town has been washed out by a seeming river of blood, which is probably just coming from the chemical plants upstream. And before long, uh, Ray finds herself alone and forced to navigate the spirit-haunted hallways of this increasingly rotting school. And what you just heard was actually one of the, the ghosts called the Lingerers that just pace back and forth. And to get past them, you have to hold your breath and walk past. You can only hold your breath for maybe five to ten seconds before this tension builds and then you have to let it go. And if you're near the ghosts when you do that, they will attack you. Uh, you can also drop an offering of rice and incense, which they'll immediately stop to eat, giving you a chance to run away. As you get more and more into the game, it gets increasingly surreal uh, it keeps delving into these aspects of uh, Taiwanese religion and uh, this this idea of these these guardians of hell that you need to appease. But really, here's the spoiler. It's a serious game. Oh. It's what's known as a serious game, and its purpose is to teach you about a period known as the White Terror mm. in Taiwan that was a 38-year period of martial law imposed yep, I, by the, the Kuomintang. Uh, I specifically remember it being 2012 to 2020. <laughs> White terror. Uh, the, the entirety of American history, well, the, mm-hmm. you mean? Or, yeah, uh, yeah. But, specifically the uh, last few uh, years. Well, I think I it was think, called uh, white because, like, the white Russians versus the red Russians, you know, it's like white versus red. Because right. they, they were it, fleeing from the communists and set up shop in, in Taiwan and then instituted martial law because they were terrified of the communists. Right. Yeah, it was the like the National Party, the Chinese yeah. Nationalist Party was hunting right. down communists or people. Chris, you you will be reengaged when you hear about this like I guess one of the dissidents was like arrested for how he translated a Popeye comic strip at mm-hmm. one point, oh. like yeah. Yeah, and actually the Yeah, then I molested the spinach and I flipped off the emperor. If, if you're looking at the same Wikipedia article I was, the last victim listed on there was in 1984 in Daly City, California. Whoa! Like right, right in my backyard. I've been there. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's an interesting story. It's basically a, a triad hit, and the triad was working with the the Kuomintang. But yeah, and and I won't get too spoilery. As you delve into the game, you you find out that like, oh, you might be being punished for something you did, Silent Hill style, in relation to this period in history. Uh, I won't. I won't elaborate further than that, but, uh, hey, it's got a lot of fun monsters. There's a big one that chases you down hallways, and you can't really do anything except flee. Yeah, it's always gaining on you. (laughs) There are the uh, lamp ghosts who appear with a drumbeat and chanting and you have to turn away from them and hold your breath if you don't want them to strangle you lean in for a big old sniff and that uh, beep you're hearing is how it sounds when you start to run out of breath and you need to let it go so Mm. (laughs) yeah it's uh but it's it's all side scrolling it looks sort of like a an old flash game sort of like you know tweeny a little bit i guess you're with those uh paper doll style animation but it is really good 
and I, I recommend it for anyone who doesn't mind a serious message with their strange 2D surreal horror. Can you, can you, without getting too spoilery, tell us how the serious business gets revealed? I mean, because it, it the premise is supposed to be just like, oh, two kids in a haunted school. Yeah. Like, how, how do we come to learn, oh, it's actually about this, or is that just well, way... Well, first, first it's mostly metaphorical, and as you start to go deep, delve deeper in, you start having uh, flashbacks about Ray's life and, and her her troubled home life and things that were happening at school and that there's this band book club that is uh, very secretly reading texts that have been outright banned by the Taiwanese government. And the Doki Doki Literature Club. Uh-huh. Got it. Yeah, it yeah, all exactly. ties in. It's, Same it's, universe. <laughs> it's also kind of appropriate for that title. But yeah, things might be very dangerous for them. It's, it's, it's interesting. Uh, but let's move along. That is the sound of you finding a body in every Danganronpa game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is Piece like, of shit. <laughs> that game starring Pedo Bear, or what looks like Pedo Bear. Uh, I'll, I'll have you know. Oh, I he thought has... he looked like Gloomy Bear. That's... Yeah. He has a name. Huh? A teddy bear? I'm not a teddy bear. I am Monokuma! And I am this school's headmaster. Yeah, so Danganronpa actually went back and forth about whether to include this at all because, like, it could qualify as horror. It could also qualify as a series of uh, murder mysteries with a battle royale-style setup where these students are trapped in an academy, uh, constantly monitored and... uh, under threat of death, they can't leave. They're all stuck there. However, there is a way out. If someone really wants to leave, they just have to kill someone and get away with it. The catch being that if you get away with it and uh, the other students don't figure out that you're the killer, they will all die while you walk free. So you by killing one person, you potentially either doom yourself or you doom everyone else. Doom everyone. Yeah, the all the best people, all the best, all the people. best, all the best, people. all the best. Um, but yeah, I love the left. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> We're not tired of this. Two yet. more weeks. Two, Two more weeks. weeks. Um, but yeah, Monokuma is a black and white teddy bear-like creature who is absolutely vicious, and uh, he's also some sort of highly sophisticated robot with a bunch of hidden weaponry. Uh, if you try to kill him, he will annihilate you, uh, and or or he'll he'll just spawn another one because there seem to be infinite monokumas, all controlled by someone behind the scenes, and that's kind of how it is in in all three of the games. But uh, the the centerpiece of this, so the, it, it goes through several phases. There's the exploration phase where it's just like, okay, everything's normal, everyone seems to be getting along, no one's killing each other. Then inevitably someone kills someone, the body's discovered, and you have to, you go from talking to people to hunting for evidence, and also mm-hmm. talking to people. Inve- eventually you will gather enough evidence to present during the class trial. The class trial is like a, a cross-examination where everybody gets to cross-examine everyone else, and uh, you navigate it by using truth bullets. 
<laughs> literal truth bullets. Yeah, you you it's shoot not, bullets not... through lies. You you identify like which word is faulty. I shoot. Um, <laughs> but it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, that's the most fascinating sequence in the whole game. Yeah, and it's it's so much less Ace Attorney than I thought it was. going to Yeah, be. just these big stylized sentences flash across the screen, and it is a lot. It is yeah. a lot leading up to that. Like, do I need to look around? I, I'm not. I'm not one to take in visual novels or novels in general. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It doesn't have Spider-Man in it. I probably won't read it. And but I just not funny nowadays. Uh but uh but yeah, like just having to navigate every single classroom like do I really have to keep touching everything? And mm-hmm. I never felt that like gel of like I know what I'm doing. I can solve this shit. I want to because I I don't know, you fail one too many times. Uh it's a, it's a lot to restart. Hmm. And um and it does. It, it's one of my most embarrassing things ever. I, I, I went to a movie and I watched all the trailers and the commercials, and then I just hear that real distinct of just like the hallway music, and like in the bottom of my bag, my PS Vita is on in blaring Dongan Rampa music <laughs> over the opening credits. And I'm like, shit. Nice. But I played this game exclusively on planes, and then Mm -hmm. I with a lot of gaps in between, so I never finished any of them. Mm. I've only played the uh, the VR experience that they. they I haven't tried that. I really. It's on PS PS VR. Well, of course. It's it's not as good, by the way, as the completely missed opportunity. They had a game on mobile called Danganronpa Monokuma Strikes Back. How do you not call it Monokuma's Revenge? Hello! It's right there in front of you! It's all about diarrhea. Um, Who over there is translating dad jokes? (laughs) (laughs) Come on, that's a good one. Come on! I I forget how I started playing this, but I I, I think I was like sick or something, and somebody had recommended it, and I was like, yeah, sure, I'll give it a look. And they're like, holy shit, this is really good. And I, I got absolutely addicted, and then like bought the second one. And uh, played through that as well, and uh, yeah, I played played through V three a while ago, and it's just like, eh, it's all right. It's not quite as good. Yeah, I don't know what what kind of shelf life some of these franchises have because I was in Japan in like twenty fourteen, and like this was huge. Yeah, this was in fucking like uh, Monokumas were in gumball machines. Like this shit was everywhere, and I looked it up and like. There's been like three games since then, so I guess it kind of, Damn. you know, yeah. saw its day and kind of petered out a little bit. Or maybe they're giving it a rest, but because I, I think there's still two shows on the air. Did the, um, did the games come first, or did the manga come first? Which... I think the games came first, but I could be wrong. the games yeah. came first. I don't get why these games aren't on Switch. That's usually yeah. my question yeah. uh, across the board. I mean, you were just saying how how you played these games on PSP or on Vita or whatever, and yep. like I think a lot of people that's where the games picked up their popularity. So like, come on, bring it to Switch. That's what Switch just turns those Vita games into these blossoming stars. Yeah. Like. And it's it's best with a touch screen. I'll just say that, like the, no, especially really during the the class trials, that's it's kind of important to have that level of control and not have to worry about a, a cursor necessarily. Um, but uh, I, I also love that after every class trial, assuming you did it correctly, uh, Monokuma enacts a verdict. Guilty! And that animation is, it's always like this little pixel art thing of like Monokuma shows up and grabs the, the culprit and drags them off. And then there's like some stylistically ironic punishment like, oh, this guy who played baseball gets pummeled with baseballs or uh, 
like this this biker has to uh you know get strapped to a motorcycle and sent through a daredevil obstacle course that kills him and stuff like that but oh the irony the irony oh yeah it's it's great for that but it's rod serling school of torture yeah. and the best part is once you finish the game you unlock a second game that is basically just a dating sim <laughs> you can go through and just talk to the students and build up relationships with them and participate in activities. It's like an alternate version where there is no killing and no no killing yeah, is encouraged. I'm going to nail the biggest manga fan. <laughs> I, I think this episode was secretly about dating sims. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, that, yeah, that sounds the true like the horror. opposite of Doki Doki Literature Club. It right? kind of is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely <laughs> is. Starts out macabre and then gets uh, real friendly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, that's probably a good stopping point for this. So we're going to take a little break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some new releases, some news, some other stuff. So stay tuned. Be cruel to your school. Because you may never get another. Be cruel to your school. Get scratching. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time Network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. I want to talk to you about uh, running a what do you call it, micro cinema. Yeah. You got a movie theater in there, but then like right now I think you're focusing on the video rental aspect yeah we're not allowed to have well we just don't want to have any public events at the moment we want to get back to it but we can't do it i just don't have more than 10 people in that theater right and you can rent it out you can rent it out you can rent it out you like kevin's not saying anyone at all come on in like no no, no. no. you need to take responsibility to say like these are the people you want to be around right but yeah we have it available for private screenings you can watch whatever you want to Mm -hmm. 80 bucks for two hours Mm mm-hmm and yeah, pick any double one of feature our uh, Snow White and Salo. You can just do that if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, whatever and, and, you want. You know, I was having a great time like programming certain kind of events for Cap City. Like, yes. uh, and I did a Halloween thing there uh, once mm-hmm. or twice. That's what made Cap City so special. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what makes us special is the people who come in there and host their events. Do you think it's weird that like some movie theater, like movie theater chains, have resorted to that? <laughs> um, yeah, it's a little, it's a little peculiar. Uh, I talked to our buddy Drew, and he's like, "Yeah, they're playing the Goonies this week. <laughs> that, that's the movie they're showing." Well, it's just like you know, they're struggling to survive, mm-hmm. like we used to have to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we're we're still struggling, but we have our video rentals to fall right. back on. Our clientele is incredible. Yeah. Like our support group for Cap City. I mean, they've just been. The greatest, like between donations, running out the theater. Mm-hmm. The thing last year, what makes something number one? Like movie theaters make a majority of their money on concessions. And you yeah. have some concessions, but mm-hmm. like, that's the thing you can't do anymore. <laughs> you can't cook a ton of food and show right. it your face. You can't yeah. sell popcorn at a 6,000% markup and expect that to make your money in a mm-hmm. movie theater. And all you got now is Christopher Christopher Nolan movies and like what other movie 
there was some movie recently like oh, fuck it God. we're going to theaters and like good luck yes. I wouldn't I wouldn't watch you if you played for free in the back of my eyelids but <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna screen in a movie theater during a pandemic good for you it was Tenet in like some Jason Statham yeah movie? no <laughs> Russell Crowe yeah. right yes. yeah like, well, who yeah I would ne- I, yeah I would go out of my way to not watch that movie are you crazy like Get Bonus Time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. And welcome back to our final segment, where we will just... Let's just cut straight to this bit. Like, I, I always try to do a joke around this, no. and uh, I really should just hit the button. They are releasing everybody. They are releasing everybody. Oh, man. Torchlight 3. Uh, tell it's us out. about this. Yes. It's officially <laughs> yeah. out. It came out last week, and, uh, you know, for all transparency, I work on Torchlight 3 over mm-hmm. at Perfect cool. World. And uh, it came out last week for PC, PS4, Xbox One. Comes out for Switch tomorrow when we're recording this, but probably uh, the day prior. The day by before, the time this yes. Comes out. yes. Yesterday, mm-hmm. as you're listening. So, you know, go pick it up, and now I'll stay silent until you need me again. Well, what what <laughs> did you work on uh, with uh, with Torchlight? Uh, oh yeah, well I'm over at Perfect World. I'm the social media manager ah. there, so I do all of our social community and content creator stuff. So if you saw Torchlight Three at some point in the last <laughs> week, I probably arranged that in some way. Oh, nice. well you you work with the YouTubers and the Twitchers. Yeah, well you know what the the new thing that we're dabbling in. Here? What's that? TikTok. TikToking. Tick and talking, yeah. So check out TikTok and see if you can spot Mm. some cool Torchlight Three content on there. Yeah, I'm going to start a new site. Uh, It's a porno site. It's it's Jeff Youtubin, and it's just (laughs) just dudes masturbating in front of the camera all day long. But by accident, accidentally, right? Accidentally, yeah. That that's that is our differentiator. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Otherwise, it'd just be chat roulette. Yeah. I I am amazed between that and Giuliani touching himself. Like, how many people have come out of the woodwork to uh, defend creepy dudes? Like, that amazes you at this point. It's just well, it's just like should be expected. This is really just we need to deal with our. uh, you know, our attitudes about masturbation, like everybody does, it's like, yeah, but not during work hours in front of a camera on the other side of which are my co-workers. I, I, what Michael's saying is a, is a good approach towards things, but sometimes it works out differently. Some, sometimes that podcast just isn't uploading. And I, Spoken like a man who's been working from home for years and who everyone assumed was masturbating half the time anyway. It's it is fine. the worst. I mean, it you're masturbating right now. I can tell by the way you have your arms moving. I mean, mentally. Like, just, I mean, isn't this whole show just mental masturbation, I really? Suppose, yes. I suppose. I do feel bad for the dude if, if he thought his camera was off. Giuliani's just like, yeah, this is how I get bribed. Mm-hmm. Ah, I'm yeah, I mean, Dracula. <laughs> I guess I guess we, I don't need to get into my feelings on this matter, but <laughs> sure, what not? a day! What a day! <laughs> right in the what, middle what of your year? torchlight three plug. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> torchlight three. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to say up front, I have played almost none of the games on uh, this week's slate of new releases because I've perfect. been too busy playing uh, esoteric school horror games. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah. I was just, I was just, I was at a, a, a when Torchlight One came out, I was at PC Gamer, and it was like one of those things that like uh, 
I don't know how to do this job because like this is everyone's number one game right now and or our readers number one game and like I haven't I have not played it yet at all and I tried I tried to get you know I'm not going to get good at it immediately but like uh, it was just one of those things like this is not a good fit for me but uh, the PC gamer audience like Torchlight was fucking awesome. Yeah, well, I think I think Torchlight, a guy who used to work with Micah at Perfect World on Torchlight, and no longer does. I I think Torchlight One was great in that it like it was filling this niche of like it was between Diablo releases, right? And so it was it was kind of like it had been a long time between Diablo Two and when when Three eventually hit. And not only was there a game that was made by many of the same people who made Diablo Two, it was only twenty bucks, and so it was like this perfect storm of like, wow, well, this is a game I've been waiting for, and it's only twenty dollars. Sure. Uh, in fact, like I remember, it was compared at the time, like everyone had started to see the art from Diablo Three, and you remember the whole controversy of like, it's so dark, it's just overly dark, and you know, it's uh, it's grim, grim dark, and all this stuff, you know. So, which I think is actually another ARPG. Um, <laughs> But like yeah, so so you know, and then two came along and and really upped all the social features from one and stuff, and then you know three three has this kind of you know the long history we won't go into here, but it was gonna be gonna be frontiers, and then became Torchlight three and this whole this whole deal. But uh, yeah, it's kind of cool that game a series like Torchlight can just it, it's weird to think of it as an old school franchise now, but it kind of is. It's been around long enough, you know. Yeah, I mean, that was something because I guess, you know, we're all old. Uh, and so sure, when I started working on, on Torchlight 3, I was still think of Torchlight as kind of a newer franchise. Yeah, me too. For me, personally, it came out in the last decade, you know, that's that's recent, right? But then I started talking to uh, content creators, streamers and stuff who, you know, they have like nostalgia for Torchlight 1 yep. and 2 because they were kids when those games came out. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, if you're a streamer who's 20 or 21 right now, you you, you might have been 12 when <laughs> when uh, Torchlight 1 came sure. out. Um, and uh, so, so that definitely makes uh, makes my perspective a little different than uh, than younger people but uh, the franchise has has built like a, a, a cool foundation over the years and uh, it, it it's interesting because when one and two came out like you said the ARPG marketplace was pretty small yeah. and like th- those games sort of helped usher in a new ARPG marketplace. Those games, along with Path of Exile and then Diablo Three, also and some, you know, in some way, the reaction to Diablo Three from fans, uh, like sort of gravitating m- more towards Torchlight and, and Path of Exile at the time. And uh, uh, one thing I will say, Chris, is that Torchlight Three is a little more accessible than Torchlight One and Two. So if you know those games, like we're we're off-putting in some way because it felt oh, no, daunting. You, you don't to understand dabble. the story of like I—I um, I was not a PC gamer at all and have never played Diablo. Oh. So it was a huge <laughs> learning curve for me. Diablo was the—I I bought my first actual PC to play Diablo One wow. back in '96. I, I try and make you should know I'm a moron at this point. <laughs> Admitted to not reading, can't stop playing Hades. I can't. 
Yeah, I, uh, that's a slam on Hades. I didn't mean that at all. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, anyone? Did anyone play Amnesia Rebirth? I mean, we were talking about Amnesia recently, just as one of the. I think we were talking about it on thirty twenty ten games. Yeah, actually, no, I, I will buy it every time, and I yeah. cannot do it. It's, I, I will absolutely buy it, especially because I've just finally gotten it through my head. After I think you guys yelled at me about it last week, that it is not a remake; it is a yeah. sequel. It's a sequel. Um, but it's and uh, it's by the original team. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, and no, it, I've, okay. I'm reading a. I was reading a, a review of it at US Gamer, and it sounds amazing. It sounds like uh, so. In addition to being trapped and defenseless in all these dark spaces, the heroine is also uh, somewhat claustrophobic. So if you linger in those spaces too long, her breathing starts to get very ragged. Her vision starts to cloud. Uh, so you you have to deal with that uh, palpable loss of immediate sanity um, in addition to running from whatever's after her. I'm going to go ahead and say nope. I'm going to nope the fuck out on games <laughs> like that. That is not... Did you not play the original Amnesia? I own one of them because it was a free on Epic Store recently. I own the, the second one, the one about Pig, the Machine oh, of Pig. See, but that machine one's not pig. Pig. not this team and that, that yeah. game's not it's a little different. good. <laughs> that, that sounds like a Nine Inch Nails album title. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. <laughs> I played I played the first hour or two like 15 times and it's just like, dude, this is so intense. <laughs> I yeah. Yeah. I, but yeah. that's why I keep eventually, I don't know, I hope like maybe my lady will want to play with me. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It is very. It is. It is wonderful. Spoiler: uh, Machine for Pigs. The ending is you find out that the machine is the world's fastest motorcycle, but it's built only for pigs, so you can't ride it. No, no! I'm just making this up. What a world! <laughs> and it, or Uncle Page comes out and like it's the jet boobs. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> that that is actually beyond good and evil too. That Ubisoft's been working on all this. Time. It's a machine for me. Just squeeze your abdominal muscle. <laughs> I do that too well. <laughs> yeah, seriously. For, like that, that's a very obscure impersonation. Too. I'm available for literally anything. Everyone. <laughs> Speaking of obscure, there's a, a very obscure kind of re-release this week that a lot of games owe their success to or, or owe their existence to um including hades which we keep talking about because why wouldn't we it's game of the year uh rogue like the og the the original you, you can't call this a rogue like because it's rogue it's rogue yeah <laughs> it is the rogue is is uh it's it's has a re-release this week on pc so you can now replay it and it so what does that look like because i remember you know a friend playing the original rogue and it was just like ascii characters it yeah, looks exactly. like ASCII characters. It's the, it is not it's like, a remake. Like the original adventure, right? Yeah. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. So it's it's just a chance for people because I think that game, the original, you probably have to set up some kind of DOS shell to run it or something. Mm-hmm. This is just like yeah, it, it, it's brought to you now as an, in an official capacity. Oh, so. Okay. I, tr- I tried to buy it this week, but again, I'm a moron. A bunch of rue showed up to my door. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yep. I can I can see how you'd make that mistake. <laughs> it's, I, wait, sorry, we have it. That's a joke within our. Our friend was the captain of a baseball team, and he misspelled it, and he was Rouge Leader on his fucking, <laughs> on his fucking baseball team for two it's years. I mean, how many reviews for Rouge Squadron came out back <laughs> in the day? Too many. It's probably why they changed it to, like, Renegade Squadron. People are having a real hard time with this. <laughs> Can we go back to Red something? Uh, Star Wars Rouge One. Rouge. <laughs> <laughs> um, we can talk briefly... Um, about the the Sega stuff that came out over the weekend. I mean, we already talked yeah. a bit about Golden Axe. Yeah, I mean, you just told me it was kind of buggy, right? It's, I mean, I mean it, I, what I played wasn't even buggy. It was just very short, and it's just mm. Axe Battler moving around, and uh, you know, some 
of the dudes that look like the dudes from the first level of the original Golden Axe come out to fight you. And I was kind of pleased that, like, oh, certain moves uh, come back, like the the way that Axe Battler could, like, jump up in the air and then, like, do that chop with his sword that kind of left yeah, the yeah, motion yeah. blur. Like, you can do that. Uh, you can't use magic, which is a little disappointing. Ah, There's no boss. Ooh. So you're just basically fighting variants of one enemy as you move through this very simple level. It was just made as a proof of concept to not be shared outside its ago. company's walls. Can you do a shoulder charge? The the total spam cheat move oh, that I do in every Golden Axe I, game? I didn't think to try that, but uh, possibly. That, that is how you get past every level in Golden yeah. Axe. Just shoulder charge dudes into pits. That is yeah. Golden Axe. I just think it's a bummer with like uh, how much I played. We have played Battletoads and Streets of Rage Four over the last year. That like, yeah, Golden Axe just isn't going to come to the party. That's fucking weird. Because we, it's, it's so sort of, wild, like how many brawlers have been released. We were just talking about like, God, we wish they would bring the genre back, and then they're like, uh, yeah, we are. They're everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I know they're everywhere, but like, but like Golden Axe. Golden Axe is one of the first, and like, and it's great. Yeah. And and I'm in that you know I'm in those arcade one up um, modding communities and they just came out with that Golden Axe machine which That's is fucking cool. awesome comes with a wrestling game it's great hmm. but uh, but uh, like people are losing their fucking minds because they're a little older than me and like Golden Axe is much more fondly remembered than my generation remembered it and I love I loved Golden Axe yeah, dude. it was one here. of my favorite brawlers it's, it's I, last I game ask, is it was one is of the only 06. games I finished in the arcade Damn. yeah. Yeah, because you me could all do that. Five dollars worth of quarters, which was a nice. lot of money back then. That was a week's allowance, man. That was a week's allowance yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the graphics on this one, Michael, it almost in the videos I was watching, it looked like kind of claymation come to life. Is, um, is that how I could looks? I could see that, but no, it's it's just three D modeled. Um, mm. But it, but with with violence, with like genuine yeah. violence. Yeah, it's got it's got blood splatter. I, I'm pretty sad that I missed it. I, I was it's actually I was genuinely looking forward to this game back when it was being developed uh, originally. And yeah. so I, I had no idea that Sega was doing this over the weekend. And then I listened to a podcast on Monday morning that was like, oh, it ends today. But it was at like 9 a.m. or yeah, something. Right. <laughs> so. it's, it's too bad that it was only for a day. Maybe they'll they'll do it again. Who knows? Hopefully. Yeah. The other one you guys might you missed, so you can't grab it anymore, but I grabbed in time um, Streets of Kamarocho, which was the Streets of Rage 2 reskin in Kamarocho. It's great. I, I played it. It's very short, just like Michael, it sounds like Golden Axe was. It's literally kind of one long level of Streets of Rage. Um, it's got all like some of the famous like kind of landmarks in Kamarocho. Like they're not, it's not laid out the same, but you can be like, Oh, there's the batting cages. Oh, there's Kanrai, you know, the, the Korean barbecue restaurant. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, there's, there's, um, all, all, you know, recognizable bars and stuff. And you can play, uh, right off the bat, you can play as, as Kiryu or Majima. And then a uh, spoiler alert on a very short thing that you can't download anyway. Uh, if you beat it as a, I don't know if he unlocked after I beat it once or with two guys, but you unlock Ichiban, who's the new lead in Like a Dragon, which is coming out. They all have the, the same moves, with just slightly different animations. Yeah, yeah. It's, but it's got co-op. Uh, it's it's very cool. I streamed it earlier this week uh, on Twitch, Maddie C. Allen. Um, it's very quick, like I said, but it's like if you're a Yakuza fan like me um, and if you like The Streets of Rage, it, it was fucking... It's it's a really neat thing, and it's, it's developed by... Like they they made this one just for the anniversary. It's the same company that did like a Final Fantasy fifteen beat 'em up tie in that Square released. Oh, um, yeah. And but it, it feels it feels very Streets of Rage two to the point of like I forgot that the Streets of Rage two there's no 
like dash, you know, there, there's hmm. a double tap, there's hmm. double tap moves, but there's no like double tap and hold it and you're going to run in that direction. And so sometimes it feels very sluggish because of that, but it's, um, it's, it's very I've been playing nothing but beat em ups and it is painful when a game doesn't have a dash. It's yeah. Like, genuinely painful. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing it actually, I noticed with Streets of Rage 4, um, only one of the characters has the dash, which is the, the daughter, right? Lance's daughter, I think it is. Or, um, but yeah, sure. but it, it's Sharing. something you miss when it's not there. So, mm-hmm. uh, Michael, tell me about Ghost of Tsushima Legends, that multiplayer mode that just came uh, out. Well, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a class based co-op mode that where you fight, um, evil samurai and monsters and shit. I admit I did not play past the tutorial <laughs> because it immediately like, Put me into matchmaking mode, and I'm like, eh, I don't have time for this right now. <laughs> That'll be enough of that. <laughs> well, very <Exactly>. much. <laughs> so, so, when I hopped on, I hopped on with a friend in party mode, and then it immediately put us into a tutorial, and then we had to play a tutorial for mm, 20 yeah. minutes separately yeah. from each other. Did you know, jeez. Oh, I'm still, I'm still psyched for it. I think we should all do it. Tutorial. Uh, yeah, yeah, we we should. should. It's really cool. Yeah, there, there's four classes. It's uh, correct me if I'm wrong, like a samurai, archer, assassin, and ronin. And yes. the surprise is that Ronin, uh, who's like one of the straw hat Ronin, uh, is the healer. Yeah, and it, and it's oh man, that's that's the one that I'm playing. And he can I also summon like, to... like a ghost dog. Yes, you can summon a ghost Forrest dog. Not you can Forrest summon Whitaker. ghost bears. Oh. Uh, Not Forrest Whitaker ghost dog. You can no. pet the ghost dog. Well, you yeah. I mean, you can't prove it's not but, Forrest. But Whitaker. the ghost dog that you can pet is played by Forrest Whitaker. So you yeah. can tell from the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Google Donald Glover Force Whitaker. No, I'm saying you summon his clip. character from the movie and pat him on the head. Right. Yeah. right. That's a good ghost dog. Yeah, I mean, I had so much fun with it over the weekend. It, it's divided awesome. between a two-player mode and a four-player mode. So the, the two-player mode is the story mode. Hmm. Um, and the four-player mode is like a survival kind of... It's, it's so, sort of like a Gears of War horde mode kind huh. of situation. Um, you're defending these uh, points of interest, and they, they're getting attacked in subsequent waves. Um, but on top of that, there's like a Destiny kind of loot grind layer uh, on there. So you're oh, wow. leveling up your class and you're grinding on gear and you can get gear in either the story mode or the uh, survival mode and uh, and then I, I think there's gonna if there aren't more classes now there will be more classes because it says that you can unlock them mm-hmm. uh, I just haven't played far enough to know if they're already unlockable but uh, just fantastic easily like 20 hours of gameplay in there easily Oof. If you, if you enjoy it, Nothing. you know, on and top of the 60 hour game or absolutely. And for free, I mean, you know, that's the cool part. You, yeah. you keep saying Hades game of the year. And I, I do really like Hades and it's one of my top games of the year. It's in contention for me, but the amount of stuff that they gave for Ghost of Tsushima here really puts it back in the, into the contention for me. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I love Same. the main game anyway. It was yeah. already like top of the heap for this year. And then this added onto it is just, so much value there. They could have charged twenty dollars for this, and I, I don't think anyone would have batted an eye. Yeah, I feel, I feel like every Sony exclusive this year is a game that is just like I cannot stop playing this until I'm finished with it. Like I can't yeah. put it down. Yeah. I keep coming back to it. I I didn't actually beat uh, Last of Us Two, but <laughs> well, it's it's wild that Last of Us Two. You know, they they moved that multiplayer mode out of the release window, but we haven't heard a peep about when it's coming, have we? Like, it's it's wild that this this game got its multiplayer mode before Last of Us Two, even with 
what do they call that mode? The multiplayer in Last of Us? It has a, a, a name. It's like Tribes or something like Not Tribes. That's a different game, but. Factions? You guys know, I don't know. Factions mode. Thank you. I think it is Factions mode. But uh, yeah, it's, it's weird that we haven't heard anything about that one. So. Yeah, I just wonder if they need this. <laughs> like, yeah. they sold so much. Like, why? Also, I just want to reiterate again, uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising Stadia demo. If you have Stadia, check it out because it is it, it on, that is content that only exists in the demo and it is only available for like a week. So shit, that's what you told me about this Pac-Man Battle Royale mode that I really want to play on. And Stadia, did you try it? It's Stadia exclusive. No. I mean, that, I mean that sounds compelling to me. Dang. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. if if you Looks awesome, like, I don't think you need a pro account to play the demos. But I, no, I don't know. I, I don't, could be wrong. I, I do not need to get sucked into a game that only wastes my bandwidth. <laughs> <laughs> they they need to bring that to Switch Online. I, I haven't checked out Mario Thirty Five yet, but that sounds super fun. I, I did, but I own. I, I began to own in it, and it got very boring. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Yeah, because I just think like you know, a lot of kids weren't weaned on Mario, and I'm like, they're the levels you know, and it. I just kept. It was very weird within like an hour, like number one. And now it's like I'm almost always number one. It's me and one guy playing for minutes. And because of the nature of what we never, I don't remember if we talked about it in, that, in depth, but like, yeah, you're sending enemies over to other screens. And like, but it doesn't really get exponential. You're just waiting for the guy to make a mistake. There's like, it, it comes down to like two to five people. You play for like, <laughs> like six of the eight minutes. <laughs> and That's interesting. Yeah. I still got to check that one out because I totally love worth Mario it. 1 free. so much. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's totally worth checking out, especially cause for nothing. For yeah. nothing! Alright, well, we should probably move on to... For honoring the sanctity of the news sound and not talking. Yeah, of course. We would never, <laughs> never. We would never, never. talk over that. Um, so, uh, first news item is more of, more of kind of a discussion for you guys. We've, we've already covered extensively how uh, Microsoft bought Bethesda. Um, but this week, and, and most of last week, actually, there was a, after we recorded, of course, there was a lot of scuttlebutt about um, will Microsoft offer Bethesda games on other platforms. And a lot of this was caused by an interview that Phil Spencer gave with Kotaku where he kind of, he left it kind of open to interpretation. Hmm. Um, Basically, uh, in the exchange, um, he was asked if uh, Microsoft could easily recoup the $7.5 billion uh, that they they use to buy Bethesda um, without offering their games on other platforms, like by just being exclusive to Microsoft. And Phil Spencer replied, yes. Um, But then he he went on to elaborate, the deal wasn't done to take games away from another player base. Uh, Nowhere in the documentation we put together was, how do we keep other players from playing these games? We want more people to be able to play games, not fewer people to be able to play games. But I'll also say in the model, I'm just answering directly the question that you had which is refreshing. Uh, when I think about where people are going to be playing and the number of devices we had, we have xCloud and PC and Game Pass and our console base, I don't have to go ship those games on other platforms other than the platforms we support in order to make the deal work for us, hmm. whatever that means. So it's like... I, I think that's that's a sick cold burn. He's like, yeah. he's like, we're covering 
several giant platforms except for one who refuses to play along. And and that's so far Sony's been the shittiest about cross platform play. Hmm. And um yeah, really. <laughs> I, I think and, a, a question remains is if we see uh, the switch ports like we had been seeing out of Bethesda before. Um, I think I think you'll still see a year or two delayed Bethesda switch ports. In that same interview, he was touching on Ori, though, right? And mm-hmm. saying that we might not see another port like we did with Ori 2. Because it seems like that underperformed on Switch. I think, I think mo- most things you're not going to manage on a day-to-day basis do poorly on Switch. And that will never have a sale or anything like that. I think more than anything, he wants to get xCloud onto a Switch and keep Microsoft making money on other platforms. Uh that's assu- I'm assuming that's what he meant. Or I'm just I'm also assuming I think they'll do that if they get a little desperate. I think for the for the immediate time frame, Bethesda games will continue to be multi platform until like Oh, that didn't work. <laughs> hmm. Oh, that didn't move that didn't move a lot of consoles. I think to be honest, the reason he's leaving it a little open ended is a, you got to see what the console sales end up looking like. You know, what's mm-hmm. the install base on each platform? Because then, then you kind of feed that into a calculation of how much can we potentially make if we're exclusive to our platform versus being on both. I also, not to hedge my bets too much here, but I, I kind of think that there it's going to be on a game by game basis. Like I think they're going to evaluate it and be like, well, which of these games is most likely to move hardware and maybe yeah. reserve those for exclusives? And then the other ones, maybe they'll, they'd be more open to putting on. So when we say other platforms, obviously we're not talking PC is fine. It really, we're talking about, you know, PS5 and, and Switch. So yeah, I, I bet they, I bet they're going to play around with it a bit until they figure out what makes them the most money. Like they don't, I don't think they need to commit to anything right now, you know? Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if, um, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of legacy games ended up exclusive to Xbox Game Pass. But new game, I can't imagine, like, how do you conduct Elder Scrolls Online unless you're online for everything? You can't exclude another platform. Sure. I mean, the other thing to consider is is timed exclusivity, where it could be, like, the first year it's only on Xbox, and then after that we'll sell it on those other platforms. Mm. I would still bet new, new Bethesda stuff comes out on... Just with the nature of modern contracts, for the next for like the next year or two, you will see them on every other platform. And yeah, by yeah, that I mean yeah. PS4, PC, and Xbox. And I think you're right. I think platforms. I think those were already so far down development mm-hmm. on those other platforms. Like they're just gonna. I think they've already even said that they're like, yeah, these at least through 2021 probably would be released on all platforms, and then we'll we'll go from there. I wouldn't put it put it past them to make it exclusive, but like. Man, their biggest franchises are Halo and Gears, and those are very much not exclusive right now. You yeah. can get them almost anywhere. I think we saw it a bit with Obsidian. Like, I want to say Obsidian was working on some stuff that they allowed to come out on other platforms after the acquisition. So that's probably what it'll look like as well. Michael, you, you're you're quite silent on this. Do you have an opinion? I mean, you know, I'll wait and see. Like, you know, I'm, I've always been platform agnostic, so I don't really have a dog in this fight, but. Uh, yeah, I, I I think it, if I were Microsoft, I would probably just use this to crank out uh, exclusives because uh, you've seen what Sony's capable of recently in terms of exclusive. Uh, I think Microsoft needs to step up its game to compete a little bit, and getting exclusive rights to Elder Scrolls and Fallout would be a huge feather in their cap. 
I, yes. I, I know I'm, I, I know I run the, the, the core gamer blah 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 but like Sony didn't make its bones last generation buying up someone else's ex- games to make them exclusive mm-hmm. they made their own exclusives and I think that would send well, a through various shitload first of party studios which, true, yeah, but I, which I, they acquired I, I years would, ago but yeah, yeah I, I think they would spread a shitload of bad will by making all of these games exclusive to an Xbox and remember an Xbox now is like almost synonymous with a PC yeah should you have the right account and it, it may just be ps4 which again the same things the ps4 was bragging about last year our console is never online and you mm-hmm. cannot only share physical games yeah. and like yeah you're a generation behind now mm-hmm. congrats mm. <laughs> congrats mm-hmm. well you know who doesn't give a shit about uh you know platform exclusivity because Apparently, they're going to support you wherever you play. Ubisoft, uh, Michael's company. So Ubisoft Mm -hmm. announced um, a couple different things, but what they mean is really what's cool. So they they are kind of rebranding Ubisoft Club, which used to be Uplay Rewards and became Ubisoft Club, um, and some other kind of Uplay account stuff where they're all – it's all called Ubisoft Connect now. It's changing too the way that like uh, Ubisoft Club – used to work it used to be kind of like an achievements system where it was like each yep. game you played had like oh uh accomplish this task and you get a reward yeah, and then you get some points and you could use the points to unlock rewards yes in and any now game you... that was published by ubisoft so like that's right yeah yeah finishing you know each assassin's creed game in three times gave me all these extra points that i could then unlock stuff in watchdogs or splinter cell whatever yeah, but now it looks like what they're doing instead is just kind of like it's based on number of games you've played and total time playing. It's kind of like a level tiered system that's going to unlock s- stuff for you the more you play. Uh, they've even uh, – I, I wish I had more details on this because this sounds really cool. Uh, here's the quote I got. So all live games and new releases um, – and this is from Eurogamer – uh, will support the loyalty scheme. However, rather than adapting the challenge system used by its back catalog titles – Ubisoft has elected to give all rewards totaling more than 1,000 from previous games to all players. And so it's like everyone, it looks like it's going to be a free-for-all. Like, hey, you know that cool thing you might have had to spend points on before? Hmm. You can just go grab that now if you buy that game. You know, you're going to get that cool skin to that Far Cry New Dawn gun or whatever Hmm. it is. Uh, But that's not the whole story. I'm kind of burying the lead. Um, In terms of what this means, though... They're basically promising that they're going to support cross-play between PC and consoles as well as cross-progression, meaning you, you can kind of take your your save oh, anywhere you go. I, I don't know how many people this would apply to. Like Sometimes I feel like, you know, because I'm in the industry, like, yeah, I might be playing on a PC somewhere mm-hmm. and then, okay, I'm going to you know go over to my console. And It, it used, used to be when you would go home after work. We would go home and play on our consoles, but that's no longer uh, the case. I just no. move from one chair to another. But now, uh, is our consoles i did recently hurt my back hmm. and this was right around the news of the, um, the shit you don't have xcloud on ios yet you have the xbox app which can stream from your own xbox the same way the ps3 could hmm. yeah ps4 <laughs> can do that too yeah yeah, like the, the stuff that PlayStation has done forever. You can find, and it's like, it's a little messy and it's weird, but it's like, I could hold an iPad above my head. I couldn't really hold a controller and lift my neck up for about three days. There. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, uh, th- that is the main scenario where this is convenient. <laughs> Otherwise, like, I would love to play with a laptop um, over xCloud. But um, yeah, yeah, it, it's hard to know when. 
like, shit, when am I actually going to use any of this? Mm-hmm. Don't know. Yeah, I don't know how many people that's a huge concern with of, like, because we're all trapped at home. Well, I guess I guess yeah. non-Americans. Ubisoft is an international company, mm-hmm. so people in other countries that are function functional and can leave their house, mm-hmm. they might use this more than us. Maybe when I want to go out for a, a, a tableau where my giant skeleton gives me a golden shower, I can remain <laughs> playing on my Amazon Fire tablet. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the tablet above your head. It just reminds me of that new meme cropping up of the Pope holding things up yeah. to exalt them. But there's mm-hmm. one where he just drops his phone yeah. on his face because he fell asleep. Yeah, love Dude, I, I have fucking nightmares about dropping. A t- I don't use my tablet anymore outside of like a shell because I'm afraid of dropping it on my teeth. <laughs> I have no dental insurance and it's fallen <laughs> in my face while I fall asleep before. Oh, that happens. It happens to me all the time with my phone, except I don't let go of it. My hand just sort of flops off in my head sure i think that'll be a new instinct we develop mm-hmm. as humans yeah <laughs> do not let folding square hit face it's Ooh. the seventh sense yes we'll, we'll learn to keep it. a rigid wrist even in our sleep <laughs> <laughs> i'll just, we'll just develop a locking mechanism by evolution <laughs> uh you know some fans have already developed a rigid wrist if you're a fan of RTS games. Uh, but if you are, doesn't look like Blizzard's going to be uh, supplying those type of games to, to meet that fix in the future. <gasps> no. uh, Jason, well, oh, so play. here's the thing. There was, there was a story this week about a new studio founded by a bunch of ex-Blizzard folks mm. called Frost Giant Studios. But Jason Trier kind of used it as an opportunity to talk about that what this actually means is Blizzard is kind of no longer interested in making RTS games, which was really their meat and potatoes for years and years. Mm-hmm. Um, here's his quote. So last week, Blizzard announced it was ending development on StarCraft II. Uh, it's been clear for a while that RTS games don't make enough money for Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick. Today, a bunch of Blizzard vets have announced they're making a new RTS game. I've heard stories of Blizzard folks trying to get RTS games greenlit in recent years with no success, so it's sadly no surprise to see a bunch of devs who love the genre starting their own company. So, Yeah, I think that's been the scuttlebutt for years is that... RTSs sure. were making no money. Well, also, it's a little weird that it's just like they're stopping development on StarCraft 2. That the first installment of that game came out ten years ago, Wings of Liberty. <laughs> like, that, has been... that, that was back before we had a podcast studio of any yes. kind. Yes. Yeah. That is over a decade ago. I, I wonder if these guys are going to be published by that new uh, Mike Morheim publisher that we talked about a few weeks ago. That, that, totally blanking on the name now, but um it's full of basically like their devs are all ex Blizzard folks working on various projects, so mm-hmm. we'll see. Uh, last bit of news: this is this is fun news, very encouraging news because I think what she did was very powerful. But AOC Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, um, she's on Twitch now, mm. uh, and Good for she. Her. She did a stream earlier this week where she played Among Us, and she got four hundred and thirty thousand viewers total it is they're saying it's the third most popular stream the site has ever had behind when ninja streamed with drake that has six hundred thousand viewers and then shroud when he returned to the platform which had 500k hey not so bad for a first time stream uh it wasn't just her she also streamed with um congresswoman uh, ilhan omar uh, Pokimane, Dr. Lupo, Myth. My, it sounds so stupid to yes, say all these people's Dr. names Lupo. next to these. Yes, <laughs> Congressman Jack Septicai. Um. <laughs> it's so funny. Just I, I constantly work in this space, so like I don't bat an eye when I hear people's names. But also, the people that she played with, it, it was really smart who they were. 
Um, yeah. And it, it helped amplify that stream uh, because, and the game choice was excellent too, right? Uh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Among, Among Us, is, Us is the biggest game on Twitch right now. Not going to point out the irony of a congresswoman streaming a game about lying. But whatever. <laughs> Sorry, but it, I, I want to point out that she's she was more than willing to jump in a, into a game I want to play, but I'm too scared of being made fun of. Oh, I, I bought the game because TL. I'm like, we should stream it together. Have yet to stream it with them. But what what I thought was great about this, and that was a joke about the lying thing. But that's what Among Us is. It's basically mm-hmm. like Camelot or uh, Werewolf. Yeah. Anyway, but what what this was for is to raise awareness for voting, and I had I was kind of reading, you know, I was following it all people talking about it on on Twitter and stuff like that. Apparently, while the stream was going on, it was the number one driver of traffic to IWillVote.com, which is the the site about voting information that's like um, uh, Joe Biden, the Biden campaign has been pushing, like yeah, go here to learn how to vote. So it worked. Like she's getting yep, uh, young Michelle people Obama to sign site. up to vote. So that's what we want. You know? I mean, she, yeah. she's great. She's brilliant. Like yeah. uh, she, she is the, the future of uh, politicians in this country. And if that's the case, then we, you know, the future is looking a lot brighter. And the, the, God, yeah. it, it is, it just, I'm, I'm going to be so embarrassed. Whatever <clears throat> is covered in the first four years of her biopic, I'm like, this is too stupid to be real. Like, no, 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 seriously. Like a bunch of 60 year old Fox news meatheads yelled at this young woman for ruining their world. Like, <laughs> yeah. Despite having like, well, no, she was just like no trying to hang out them. on Donkey Kong country street, yeah. Donkey Kong 64. <laughs> and she was also and streaming stuff. games and like, uh, and, and danced in a cool music video. <laughs> All of us said racist shit. <laughs> like it's, it's going to be so fucking strange. And I, I tip my hat to her because, um, I have never paid more attention to politics I am reading a lot about that more than even games nowadays, and there is nothing out there for young people to look forward to, to find any optimism in. Yeah. And mm. and, and, and the Democrats haven't been really great with that, and no. just that AOC kind of like took that bullet. And, you know, we're all out here shilling for Biden, our number one first choice candidate. We love him. <laughs> yep, vote Biden. We love him. <laughs> Um, we love him. I'll be volunteering I for the will campaign. I vote for the smooth mummy. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. That's all I, I can think I, of I, whenever he shows up on screen. It's like you look like a smooth mummy. Like I, I mean, but him. so does Jared Kushner. So, but it's, it's important yeah. to remember. And the only thing I can impress upon people at this point in the podcast, you've listened this long. This shouldn't be too painful to hear. No, both sides are not the same. Yeah, Stop making close. excuses yeah. to not pay attention. You need to get involved right fucking now. Yes. We we need as many people like you listening. And if you're listening right now, I know we're like-minded. Uh, the, both sides are not the same. You do not have enough reasons to be cynical and not vote. And if you live in, I think, at least 20 states, by the time this goes up, you can still register. Yeah. And so, the, more, the more of you that go out and vote, the more people like AOC we will have representing us in the future. Exactly. So like, yes. You know, let, let's change the, to the future of American yeah, politics. The, the future yes. of, poli- of the Democratic Party, at least, but of, of, of politics has to be progressive. That's just the way things have worked for centuries. So we, we have, every once in a while, we have little setbacks. I don't want like to change. Trump. I like old statues but, uh, and yeah. hee-haw on Sunday. They change the art for Mark Trail in the Sunday funnies. Just make everything stay the same. <laughs> Say a prayer for every football game. What's cool about this, though, is it's like Twitch, and it seems like a no-brainer. Like, of course, that's where young people are. But I was kind of... As someone who grew up with, like, Rock the Dude, Boat I, on MTV... I, I've been a community and, and, manager. I never would have gone into that atmosphere i i would not have the guts to do it I, well i guess the point i was trying to make is like 
when we were growing up, you could always see politicians trying to appeal to young people. Like they had Bill Clinton on Arsenio Hall and it always mm-hmm. did feel like try hard and like, that's not really what young people are doing. Like this is one of the first authentic cases where I'm like, yeah, good. You are actually going where young people are. You're not turning yeah. your chair backwards and turning your hat around and okay. saying, listen, young can people. I, can it's... I just talk about how odd uh, Among Us's success story is in 2020 that like I looked into this because right. like it is constantly on my Twitter feed. Yeah. And uh, as like, should we be looking at this for game of the year stuff? It's like it came out in 2018, and none yeah. of us knew. <laughs> well, you heard you heard what like they had Among Us Two announced, and they canceled Among Us yeah, Two to work because on they this wanted one. to spend more time working on cool features for one because one's so popular, which is like fine as long as the developers in business and making money, do whatever you want. You know? Sure. So. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense that a game like this would be popular right now. I, I'm surprised that this game in particular was mm-hmm. the one that blew up. But it, it does play well. It's easy to play. Uh, and it's just, like, perfect to stream or make YouTube videos. So, like, all the biggest YouTube uh, celebrities and streamers are are playing this with all of the other ones. So these videos are, are crazy to watch. If you, you know, if you're a PewDiePie fan and uh, a critical fan and a Jacksepticeye fan. And, you know, they'll all be in the same video together, like yelling at each other, accusing each other of being the... the, If you're a Diaper Crunch 420 (laughs) fan, he's my favorite. He's my favorite. But, you know, I I mean, that kind of phenomenon, it's it's impossible to replicate, really. And it's like the eight-player nature of the game, the way that it's kind of chill to play and very social. I would... I only want to point out... I don't know if it's too. It is almost. Sorry, it's like a it's like a different genre for Fall Guys. They almost <laughs> look the same. They just have they, that similar art. They style. do have that and similar that, look. That's, that's very true. like yeah. strange, but yeah, but but it's also like you know it, I think like what we're neglecting is like matchmaking, fast as fuck, like get everybody able to understand and play the game and into a fucking uh, round as fast as possible, and like that was the kind of thing that, like took. We remember we were complaining about it, like the, the fourth Destiny update. Like it takes three minutes to, to start a game. Yeah, What's I would say though, matchmaking is not the way to play Among Us. You don't want to be in a right. pub game on a game where you're supposed to be lying to people. I, <laughs> so. Again, I would not know that, but uh, I'll take your word for it. And I, I, I do want to play it. It's just my PCs are like um, sitting here recording gigabytes worth of podcasts and have no room for sure. Yeah, well, it's only five bucks, and it's it's very light on the system requirements too. It's it's more. I think one of the reasons it's so popular is it's kind of like what Michael was saying. There's a lot of opportunities for like cross promotion between streamers, but it's also like mm. I've noticed a lot of streamers kind of have a secondary gig, which is they they throw on the just chatting label, and and their their channels basically become talk shows where. Among Us is just a game where most of it's people talking and trying to convince each other of shit. You know, we made a joke, but I, but I really want to do it. How do we get? How do we get who we want to play this game and then make sure they're the uh, uh, suspect? Oh, I don't know. The That's imposter, a good point. you mean? The, yeah, I I just really I want to be the guy who brings in OJ Simpson, <laughs> and I want to I want to guarantee. Yeah. <laughs> He was guilty in 2020. <laughs> we saw him do I it. I mean, he's already been in prison for other crimes at this point. He, right. You know? Double jeopardy, everyone. Enjoy your Heisman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Nordberg. Uh, that's Nordberg. all the news that's fit to play, Wait, Nordberg. There, so there was another little bit of news today. Oh, do and it. I don't do think it. we should let it slip by us. It, do uh, it. 
Darkest Dungeon 2 teaser came out. Oh, um, shit! And uh, looks like it might possibly be a 3D game this time around. It's hard to say, but... Uh, it's too dark I, to tell. Really. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, uh, there's probably a lot of Darkest Dungeon fans out there. It's it's uh, Halloween month. This is a spooky episode. So yeah, yeah, I like I like the original. It's it's hard as shit. Uh, speaking of roguelikes, right? It's yeah. it's a kind of a roguelike dungeon delving game where you lose your sanity over time the deeper you go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it, it was uh, a different kind of roguelike because you're not focusing on just running the same thing over and over with very little progression. I, I, there's there's quite a lot of meta progression, and then eventually you kind of lose and have to just sort of start over. But um, very cool game, and uh, really cool to see all these sequels starting to get announced to big indie darlings from the last five years or so. Yeah, um, yeah, good point, good point. That is all the news that's fit to play. Okay, well, let's move on to the community segment, which is always is segmenting. Our community, uh, last week's question of the week, as you might remember, was does your hometown have any local legends or cryptids? And Matt, I feel like when you're editing this, you should maybe put some spooky music behind this to set the mood. Like a theremin? A little theremin. Yeah, yeah. I got some Ren and Stampy <laughs> I don't music. Know, some uh, soundtrack from Nosferatu for the Super Nintendo. I don't, I don't know. Something, something spooky. Um, <laughs> ghoul school, whatever. Uh, how, my- how do you pronounce Nosferatu? Uh, or rare two. <laughs> okay. I think I said it Nosferatu because I heard that once on Erie, Indiana. The same way I pronounce Miguel Ferrer, <laughs> who we're talking about next week's Laser Time, the worst of Stephen King. <laughs> oh, I love Miguel Ferrer. Um, but Micah, you weren't here last week. Did you grow up with any local legends or, or cryptids? Well, so I, I grew up in the Bay Area, um, but up in the mountains. So, uh, you know, OJ we had, Simpson, we had our again. own little local folklore. There was a, like an abandoned little cabin kind of thing up there that uh, people would tell kids that a witch lived in. But that was just to scare kids, you know. But right. it was fun as a kid to imagine that a witch lived in there. That was to and, keep uh, them away from our growing <laughs> operation. <Woo. laughs> I think it was probably it's, just dangerous that there was some, like, old shack there that was condemned. and So they <laughs> don't know that a very cut pre-Thor Chris Hemsworth is in that <laughs> cabin in the woods. <laughs> I, I can't think of other like local legends to the Bay Area, you know. Like, um, there's there. The- I mean, I went to that that haunted thing down in the Ferry Building, and like, it's filled with fucking. That whole area is filled with like horror before we were born. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, okay. I mean, you know, there's been a lot of. Uh, a lot of death tied to the building and development of the Bay Area. Yes. So. A lot of, lot of, lot of uh, capitalistic ills that have mm-hmm. occurred. Yeah. The marina is built on landfill! Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and, you know, Emeryville's built on the shell mound, uh, mm-hmm. the ancient uh, Native American burial ground yep. there. So, right. um, Micah works what, near what used to be marine land! Ooh. <laughs> terrify me, a fucking whale. Can you imagine a whale ghost? There's no way there's not a whale ghost somewhere. That would be horrible. <laughs> I, I feel like see if its we were tail. on Brothers, there would be. There yeah. absolutely mm-hmm. would be. Dude, it's a whole whale ghost. <laughs> well, the first responder on BGAmpocalypse.com was Funkwad, who says, Aloha, BGA. That's how we say hello in Louisville, Kentucky. Not really. really. But we but we do have a local cryptid called the Pope Lick Goatman. Pope That's Lick. Mitch McConnell. 
Pope Lick. I'm just imagining a goat. I feel man like he's about to what's up, dog. <laughs> uh, Pope Lick is a road in the more rural part of the country Louisville is in. It is most known because there is a long train trestle a la Stand By Me where teens would try to run across this railroad bridge during the night without getting hit by a train. If you succumb to the trestle, you were killed by the goat man. Not the train, obviously. <laughs> a perfectly stupid, cryptid excuse for teenagers in the 70s and earlier, but one I definitely heard as a kid. Fun fact, as of today, there is a super sweet system of parks along the more rural areas of Louisville where the goat man can frolic to his liking each and every evening. Long-time listener appreciative of the great show slash network. Bah! <laughs> oh no, he's the goat man! Oh, it's the goat man. Now, now I'm, I'm Mitch McConnell, and the goat man is an offensive term, people. I'm tired of you calling me tortoise and goat man. Yeah, you should call uh, me uh, no, Nobody pay any attention. Nobody pay any attention. I'm going to chew a tin can and uh, uh, give an incentive to my Asian wife. He does sound I'm like Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy now Stewart. Now that yeah. about it, he does sound like Jimmy Stewart. I'm going to pull the moon down and put it in her pocket. <laughs> Uh, Wood Duck says something a bit more mundane, a cryptid associated with Southwest Western Australia. Really? Southwest Western, which as a state, imagine the population of both Dakotas, so like 15, spread over your entire U.S. West Coast. Legend has it, we have a remnant population of mainland Tasmanian tigers living here, named the Nanook Tigers after the town. In hand with it goes reports of headless roadkill kangaroo corpses... That is a metal band, if I've ever heard of it, mm-hmm. indicating their favorite part of the body to scavenge. I worked in forestry briefly and did, in fact, pull a roo off the road one morning only to see it headless that afternoon. But, of Oops. course, it's probably more likely a roo head makes for good bait to set in a crayfish pot. We also share some unidentified big cats roaming the hills. <laughs> Stories like parts of the UK has popularly attributed to U.S. Army puma or wildcat kitten mascots. Brought over during the war, then release. Can see that. Can see that. Mm-hmm. The 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 best way to upset a kanga is to show them a severed roo head. Mm-hmm. That is a stupid Winnie the Pooh joke. Yeah, I got it. That I've been it. holding on to because I just want to point out right now, kanga is the worst character in the history of Disney. <laughs> like, did you know that? You, everyone should know. No one talks about it. You have a sad, boring mother that is like one of six people in this whole hundred acre mm-hmm. wood. Kanga's the worst. Christopher Attista, you're a monster and you can go fuck yourself. Don't talk to me like that, Matt Helen. I'll (laughs) I'll box your ears and take you over to Piglet. Piglet Piglet will crawl inside your urethra and put diseases inside you. you you Pussy? (laughs) That was Piglet challenging to a duel? I don't know. I don't know. I'm a little black clothing clown. (laughs) I crawled up inside your. We do really Um, bad bits on this show. Inside your nostrils and my. <laughs> Not crawling up your urethra anymore? Yeah, I, I was. That was partially Christopher. You can crawl up my urethra if you'd like. Thanks for I've noticing. I've never seen anybody's genitalia. <laughs> I couldn't crawl up there. There was but a kid basic sickness, as I understand. I had a little kid once. He got a cold. I, I had COVID. It's a cold that old people get. Oh, that's so scary. <laughs> Hopefully they leave some money behind. <laughs> I'm a hundred years old and I haven't registered to vote. I'm undecided. <laughs> 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 
I'm waiting for the third debate to see who the. <laughs> 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 hey guys, I'm gonna read the next one, please. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Andy Bush says, I'm from Cleveland, uh, which Drew Carey referred to as rocking. Mm. Um, that's mean. Uh, and we have uh, Bessie, the Lake Erie monster. Ooh. Our AHL hockey team, the Monsters, is named for it in uh, Great Lakes Brewing Company, uh, brews an Imperial IPA called Lake Erie Monster. I've fucking have that. Hmm. Uh, there's also a food stand in Sandusky called Lemmy's uh, with a sea monster sign for it Whoa. as well. Oh, yeah. Love this shit. Cleveland, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tiago says, I'm from southeastern Massachusetts. We have a whole area called the Bridgewater Triangle, which is mostly forest land that's full of sightings of cryptids. People have reported seeing everything from UFOs to Bigfoot to Thunderbirds. Ooh. Uh, he clarifies enormous birds, which I think we could have guessed. Right, but. Not, not like a Ford Thunderbird, like an IROC <laughs> yeah. type of. Yeah. The the weirdest though is a cryptid called the Puckwudgie. It's a short two to three foot tall troll like creature, mostly found in Native American lore. My wife swears she saw one once in in the woods. Once, okay, I'm gonna have to correct you there, Tiago. Rewrite that last sentence. My wife swears she saw one in the woods once. How you've, you've asked for it now, Micah. He's going to send a fucking puck wedgie out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that's accompanied by an illustration? Yeah, I just... Uh, yeah. Weird do, do, do we describe the illustration? It just says a lot of the things that he said mm. in, in words, but it... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks like... It, it, it looks, looks like, like something a, out of uh, the Trolls book by uh, Terry Jones and yeah. Brian Frude. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Um, or goblins, rather. Um, <laughs> kind of got duck feet, though, so you got to wonder, like, are people just seeing ducks out there? Yeah, oh, they're known the to time. push people off of cliffs? I, I, you know, I dig oh, that. You, hey, don't fuck with a the duck. They That's will chase kind. you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Roadrunners, too. Chris Baker, friend of the show, listened to our uh, 302010 podcast, uh, says, I'm going to change the question a bit, because the whole world needs to know about a Hungarian creature of legend known as the Rezfasubagoli. I have no idea if I'm pronouncing that correctly sure. or even at all. Yeah, yeah. Ken, I think uh, you're getting what up, dog? Which <laughs> is basically the equivalent of the boogeyman in Hungary, a creature parents scare their children with to keep them in line. I managed to reference the Resfasu Bagoli in the RPG I wrote, Operencia, the Stolen Son, but was not allowed to mention by name. That's because the literal translation of the creature's name is The Owl with the Copper Dick! Oh, owl, <laughs> owl, oh no, bother. Oh, oh no, the we wonderful... got to Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> owl's, <laughs> little, owl's a little bottom heaven. He ain't another one. As so wonderful Dr. Zalka Senjavirag wrote on her Hungarian folklore blog called Mop Dog. <laughs> Would That's you like to name. hear the explanation behind the copper appendage? Too bad. Me. There is none. The full <laughs> saying states, Bagoli, which means, May the owl with the copper dick take you away. <laughs> owl with the copper dick take me I, away. I swear <laughs> that is what my Italian grandparents said. <laughs> the exact same thing they said when they uh, they were conveying, Please marry inside your race. <laughs> <laughs> So if you're a parent of a young child like me, be sure to remember that one. Just don't show your kid any pictures of the beast. It's literally uh, like a paper mache colorful owl with a giant copper dildo taped to its face where its nose would be. It's wild. Holy lord. Mm. Um, uh, uh, Connor Wade says the nearest cryptid uh, near me is named 
the Hawksby River Monster. Am I saying that right? Hawksbury. Hawksbury. Hawksbury River Monster. The river is located near the freeway uh, that links Sydney to Newcastle, I believe, in Africa. Um, where <laughs> I it. where I hail. It's Australia. Uh, and the monster is said uh, to have been compared in size and uh, lucidity to the Loch Ness Monster. The monster is rarely seen or talked about, and because no one but some dude in 2009 has claimed to see the monster, uh, but I can totally see it being an actual thing. It's plausible considering the monster has been linked to drownings and boat capsizing, like that one, uh, on the river in the 1980s Australia, where both fictional and non-fictional animals can kill you. Yeah, Australia yeah. yeah the things are dangerous enough there. You, they yeah, don't need you a don't fake need to monster. Make a monsters. That's no, I mean, I like how they say that it's compared in size and elusivity to the Loch Ness mm-hmm. monster. A- another thing that doesn't exist. So, yeah. right, right. <laughs> the, yeah, so they are both very if the elusive. Quest taught me anything. It's that it's just an excavator, Henry Thomas. Yeah, they've got 140 degree heat and spiders inside of Fort Dodge Neon. <laughs> Australia is a barren landscape on which no humanity can live except in your. Oh, God, why wasn't there Winnie the Pooh down under? There should have been. Yeah. <laughs> this is too hard. That's too, that's too hard to try. Crikey, <laughs> I can't do it. I'm not doing that. Wicked Sid But Not said, We had a thing, and this is from the Twitter. We had a thing called the Monkey Dog. <laughs> I think that's Keanu Reeves' band name. It was per- wasn't particularly unique in its tellings more based on established skinwalker lore. Sold Mountain Dew energy drink. <laughs> <laughs> How talking about them gives them strength, and it was a man's face on a monkey's torso and a dog's hindquarters. There is also the night skeleton, which was a purely skeletal creature that run alongside the shoulders of the roads, shrieking loudly for everyone to hear. If it saw you, it would give chase and try to skin you. Not skeleton, not skeleton. <laughs> we all gotta do it. <laughs> I, I do want to recommend, especially for everyone in the Bay Area, uh, there is no bad invasion of the Body Snatchers movie, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But the '70s one with Donald Sutherland and the mom from Flight of the Navigator is the best, and it's all shot in San Francisco. And if you don't remember, it's the only body snatchers movie where like a homeless guy grafts to a dog, mm-hmm. and there's like one moment where a dog runs out with a human face ah. and a dog ass, and it's like fucking horrifying. Ah. <laughs> it great fucking movie, by the way. Um, and uh, King Ripter says in uh, PA. Where uh, all the presidents were this week uh, in PA, there's a creature known as the Green Man that hangs <laughs> hangs out in uh, many many old tunnels that litter the state. This is an always sunny reference. Uh, my favorite though is when I think my grandmother made up uh, the lady with a gumshoe. She took children who misbehave away. I still have no idea what a gumshoe. It's is. a detective, see? A gumshoe. It's a detective, see? Uh, Well, finally, LPJ Landon brings up one near and dear to my heart. Uh, Kelowna, B.C., Canada. Ogopogo, Lake Monster, Lake Okanagan. Okanagan. Most sightings are described as a long, snake-like creature with humps that come in and out of the water, played up later by indigenous people to keep colonist missionaries on the east side of the lake. It totally worked! The native people, already knowing how <laughs> shitty the missionaries were before they got here in the West, kidnapped one of them and took them to live with them in the west side of our very large lake. 
threatening to kill him if they ever crossed to the west side. Between this and the lake monster, the aforementioned Ogopogo, it absolutely kept the missionaries from them. Now, even to this day, everything on the west side of the lake, West Kelowna, is owned by the native band and on a hundred-year leases to Whitey. Good on them. <laughs> I would never defy Whitey if I had <laughs> uh, There is a video game connection there. I, I considered Ogopogo for the cryptid list just because there was that Final Fantasy four, or when it was known in the U.S., 2, and campaign. Hmm. It was inexplicably in magazines everywhere and it was just like Ogopogo lives will you mm. uh, Ogopogo is like a monster who shows up later in the game in Final Fantasy 4 it is inconsequential to the plot um, but for whatever reason they seized on that and decided like yes this should be the centerpiece of our ad campaign yes mm. what's familiar to Americans Ogopogo of course right. yes Ogopogo Giant Republican alligator. <laughs> also, that was a pretty good episode of the Mike Tyson mysteries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> a terrible show. I can't believe you watched that so I much. I love that show. That show sucks. <laughs> We've got several video responses. Yes, we have week, several. Uh, let me pull up this one by Schnazzy One, who says... Oh, Schnazzy. So we're talking urban legends, cryptids. Nice well, around here in upstate New York, we got one. And it's the lights of Lebanon Hill. Where he is. The thing in question are the lights of Lebanon Hill. Described as blue lights that would wander the forest. Some would say it only happened every 50 years, but that's kind of a trope for these kind of stories in this area. So, (laughs) see here, there's one story from the 1800s I read where uh, a person ran up onto Lebanon Hill thinking a person's house was on fire. They saw the flames on the hillside coming from where they knew a house to be. When they got there, there were no flames. My father told me a story as a kid of him camping in the woods up here and seeing the blue flames slowly, slowly go through the forest. Oh my Very God. Unpleasant. So it's really tough to say what these are, these blue flames that travel Dude's around up farts. on top here. Yeah. Travel stoves. There's no real good explanation that's satisfying to anybody. There's no explanation of what's happening at all. Um, what is that behind you? There's just no explanation. Michael, you're going to have to explain the joke because uh, it's visual. <laughs> what, what is, is that a but nobody <laughs> knows why blue flames would appear up on Lebanon Hill. It's like a fart? Natural gas? And maybe we'll never know. Something? <laughs> oh, I would Love say show, propane and propane uh, accessories. Mike, you kick ass. <laughs> oh, thank <Peace>. you. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like a big, like, propane storage warehouse Propane. Or something. Propane. You see, it's clean and better than coal. Mm-hmm. Hank Hill was right 80 years ago. Your coal jobs sucked, and I'm glad you lost them. <laughs> oh, Whoa, <laughs> wow. Uh, There's no one we're going to offend with that. Yeah, I like to listen to podcasts, play video games, and work coal mines. Just, just clarify, folks, VGA, we're not taking away your fracking. We are pro-fracking. <laughs> we are like pro- When did we become fracking pro-fracking? And Why are we doing this and now? And dumping garbage in the middle of playgrounds? Absolutely. Absolutely. Andrew Bamer says, Dear VGA, I present for the question of the week a story of the time I accidentally created a local legend Frankenstein together from pieces of other local legends. 
Hey VGA, Andrew here, and I uh, wanted to tell you guys about the time that I accidentally created a local legend. Uh, so back in high school, my friends were looking for something spooky to do. It was around October, and so I started thinking about some, uh, you know, legends and ghost stories and monster stories that I'd learned because I was really into that stuff as a kid. And I spun them a story made out of 100% bullshit on the spot about a time back during the Civil War when some Confederate saboteurs destroyed a rail line and then killed uh, the railroad worker who was trying to warn people of the sabotage and ended up derailing a train that was carrying a bunch of Union soldiers, killing all of them. And it just so happened that this rail line and this accident happened on a stretch of trail because the rail line had been decommissioned and turned into uh, kind of a walking, hiking, nature trail type thing. So we all went out there and people were looking around and they were freaking out and saying, oh, I can see the the glow from the uh, lineman's lamp trying to warn the people and saying, oh, I can see the soldiers. And the thing is, like I said, this was all BS. The Civil War didn't reach our part of the state of Indiana, but <laughs> my friends were part of the American education system, so they went with it. And I thought that that was that. They got a scare and we moved on. But a couple of days and weeks later, I started to hear my story coming back to me. And I was like, are you serious? I made this story up and I told people that. And they were like, oh, no, you didn't make that up. I heard that from my older brother. or I heard that from my parents. And so they were convinced it was a local legend. And I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah, it's a local legend that I made up two weeks ago. Uh, and as far as I know, the story of the Confederate train or the Union train that was sabotaged by Confederate saboteurs is still a thing in my hometown, although it's been long enough that probably not. So, yeah, that was the time that I inadvertently created a local ghost story and people ran with it. And I got to see my story evolve into uh, the stuff of legend. Thanks for the podcast. Have a good one. Ooh, that's that crazy. is incredible. And now, and now you know how people who work for the Onion feel. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the the right influencing Republican mom shares one thing like, oh, this is real now. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, 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 and the guy who wrote it can never take it back. Nope. And if you listen close enough, you can hear the conductor who sounds just like John Hodgman. You'll never be able to convince me that Andrew <laughs> Baker's not John Hodgman. The conductor sounds just like JFK's ghost. Uh, take a right. <laughs> take a right there. I doesn't exist yet, but I know I'm JFK's ghost. I'll fight all child trafficking. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Um. Uh, we have one more from Tony T, who says, "For me, I'm up in Canada here, and uh, my local cryptid is the Wendigo. Oh, it's yay. kind of a yeah. uh, bipedal uh, deer head with antlers uh, that does everything from uh, steals children to." You know, there's supposedly good ones I read somewhere, but, uh, yeah, I'm just in the shop. I'm finishing, uh, the Stygian blade here. Uh, it's a prop. Um, got a bunch of stuff on the wall there, but, uh, yeah. Thanks again for all you guys do. Um, I'll see you guys later. Thank you. Yeah, like Michael's never at Alpha Flight. <laughs> Michael, you started a terrible trend because his comment specifically mentioned I wanted to include cool shit in the background because Michael says he wanted to see that in all our videos. <laughs> Did I? I didn't yes. mean it. <laughs> this is I an do. auditory I'm format. Kidding. I joke. <laughs> I do like that in the same Facebook forum thread. Uh, Ivan Williams said, 
Ocala, Florida. That's where the directors of Jeepers Creepers is from. <laughs> Who still gets to work for some reason. California? It's very strange. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, look into Jeepers Creepers. I, uh, and also, trigger warning for all of that. <laughs> but Ocala, Florida is where no good can come and only old people can die. <laughs> it is that same place you may have read that article of like, I'm the sheriff and I say no one wears a mask in this county anymore. Ocala, Florida. It's where all the old people live. It's where all of John Travolta's planes and homosexual partners live, where all my grandparents used to live, yes. Until they died of John Travolta homosexuality. I was going to say, <laughs> you heard it here first, Chris's grandparents, homosexual lovers of John Travolta. There it is. No, 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 no. They were straight as an Both arrow. They contracted John Travolta's homosexuality. <laughs> hey, I thought you'd want some of this year. Mr. Boom in your Mr. face. Uh, okay. How would you like a little bit of this? I've been married for decades too. Boom, gay. <laughs> right, right. Okay, he's not Andrew Dice Clay. Oh, this guy over here thought he had a wife. Gay as hell. Bah! Boom, bang. I should go to bed. Oh! <laughs> Uh, new question of the week what politician or celebrity would you want to stream next I would like to see Donald J. Trump play the most complicated first person shooter known to man just because I want to see him running in a corner for an hour (laughs) you know what I you know what politician I don't want to see stream next is basically any old white man politician who doesn't play video games and has no business streaming them um if we're talking just streaming whatever then sure Uh, but if we're talking streaming video games it needs to be other people like aoc who actually play games and understand what they're doing i don't mean to single them out i'm just like picturing like a very stern cory booker and like i want to point out right now i'm against murder i don't I don't like this. Mm-hmm. So, so you, you guys all fe- you you fixated on the politician part. The question was slash celebrity, but my celebrity is a political celebrity. <laughs> I want to see James Woods play Kingdom Hearts so they can see what they've done with his voiceover and be shocked and disappointed. And basically, he would probably die on the spot. <laughs> I mean, I've only ever heard him express disappointment in uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Where be, and it, it was because of hot coffee, of all things. It's like, well, if I'd known, I wouldn't have lent my voice to this game. I wouldn't have done it, even though I've done like 1,800 fucking sex scenes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, I would choose Mitch McConnell, and I would have him play absolutely any game no, that we mentioned no, in the you know, top five. You know what Mitch McConnell plays? Logo. He can play Logo, <laughs> the old 1980s programming well, thing well, about moving a turtle. Right. Left, right. Oh, I'm blocking this. I'm blocking this. <laughs> I'm like, but no, I want to play any of the corpse party games. Like, uh, 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 which Asian do you save? Like, well, which one makes me a millionaire off of transportation? Uh, <laughs> if it's not Nutska, then you, you better keep Saska in because. Uh, <laughs> How long till I get to play as the guy who takes the corpse photos? Because I've never related to anyone so Mitch much. Mitch McConnell life. is the richest senator there is for a reason. He's a terrible human being. If you're listening in Kentucky, vote against him. If that doesn't work, it's time for corpse party. Phoenix, right? Which which one of these do I get to pack the corpse in? <laughs> which, which one of these people are right? Like, uh, Flemier, Flemier. 
Phoenix Wright didn't didn't release on release date, so it may as well be a Mitch McConnell game. And I'm 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 I'm, I'm out here to say like, wh- wh- which one is you going to feed me lettuce into my fucking into my waddle? You, you, you know, you know Capcom has a proposal on my desk to revive that franchise. Why do my lips look like my wife beats me? <laughs> like, what? Jesus. Who, who, who took my chin? I hate who him so much. I hate him so much. <laughs> All right. Anyway, what politician or celebrity do you want to see stream what game next? Let us know. Go to VigiGamePocalypse.com and answer to the comments for episode 390. Alternately, you I'm can... I'm going to call it Advantageous Asian. And it's, <laughs> it's the one that makes me a millionaire for 40 years. <laughs> alternately you can hit us up on the official laser time community on facebook uh answer the thread there or ping us at on twitter at vg apocalypse and we will read the spoopiest answers perfect perfect question for halloween week by the way uh make it spoopy um anyway that has been our show has got some plugs. Um, Micah, is there anything you would like to direct people to? Well, I already plugged Torchlight 3, but I'll plug mm-hmm. it again. Go Please pick do. it up. Mm-hmm. It just came out. And uh, you can I'll also switch. follow right me now. on Twitter, dash underscore reindeer. How or, did you get or that? Or pick up that Remnant DLC, right, Micah? That, oh, uh, yeah, there was Remnant DLC a few months back and uh, still as relevant now as it was then. So pick that up <laughs> if you don't have it. Um, yeah, that's it. It's yes. one of my favorite games of last year, for real. Remnant, Remnant, fucking rules. See, um, there you go. I'm not kidding. I love. That's know. really one of my favorite games of like the last five years. <laughs> I fucking love Remnant. Um, uh, oh, we we were doing uh, the best of Stephen King, and before you comment, I know Stephen King does not make his own movies. I'm not going to change the headline. I'm just not. Uh, so the best and worst of Stephen King is our Laser Time Halloween two parter, and I have never had more fun in my entire life. Ooh. The best of Stephen King is really good, and the the worst of Stephen King is some of the most fun I've ever had watching anything. Oh, oh no! And, and one of them bled into thirty twenty ten, um, which is out. It's the lowest. Thirty twenty ten just so happened the week, like two days before the <laughs> worst of Stephen King comes out has the premiere of the second lowest rated Stephen King thing according to history. Um, and it also has the first Simpsons Halloween special and Red Dead Redemption's Undead Nightmare, two of the best additions to Halloween I can possibly think of. Yes. Uh, God damn. And there's there's that, and there's a new bonus time and a new uh, 302010 games with all of uh, the Video Game Apocalypse boys and uh, Chris Baker joining in. So yes. please... Patreon.com slash laser time is how we're supported. I get it. It's a hard time. If it's not a hard time for you, help us out. All good. Indeed. Indeed. I'm, I'm going to do my plugs really quickly, and then I have an important message for you all. Um, in terms of, you know, some of the most fun I've had is recording Monday Night Movies with the likes of Chris and Sammy, uh, TL. Uh, we, we recently, Sammy and I this week, uh, did the stuff, which I have no idea why I was scared of that as a kid in the video store seeing that cover. It is the cheesiest gross out fest movie. It's it was a good time. Sam and I were just one or two moments. 
Phantasm next week, I'm terrified of. No, no, I've no. Next week is them. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. And oh, we have special guests for that. Yes. The, uh, oh, actually, the greatest Halloween song of all time by the Dickies. Oh, well, yes. And we're being joined at least by one special guest that I, I, I'll say here. Greg Moore is joining oh, us for that one. Greg, yes. I'm in. Are, are you seriously terrified of Phantasm, though? No, I'm, a, I'm afraid to watch it alone. Like, I'm a, I, well, I, I've learned now I'm a real big scaredy pooty. And if I'm not if I'm not watching a movie with someone else or really drunk or really high, like I won't be able to do it. I, I promise you, if you're anything like me, you will be way too fixated on how stupid every character is to be scared by it at all. That's kind of what I've learned with with these Monday night movies throughout October. Is like, wow, there's nothing scary about these old horror movies because yeah, you're no. just too busy laughing at the idiots. Yeah. No, no, no. Killer Clowns is, is as I think it's it's a fucking it's one of the like I think it's in the top. 50 masterpieces made while I'm alive. Love I think it. that's one of the best movies ever made. It's really good. So yeah, check, check us movie. out. Every Monday we do that at 7.30 Pacific. Uh, that's Matty C. Allen on Twitch. M-A-T-T-Y-C-A-L-L-E-N. That's also where I'm at, at Twitter. And if you follow me on either, you're going to know when I go live. Because I, I stream during the week. Sign up for games. Prime. It's easy. There's a new yeah. Borat movie. Don't cancel yes. after Friday. So I stream I stream games on Tuesdays and Fridays. I've been streaming a lot of Yakuza throughout the year leading up to Like a Dragon. That's all my plugs. Now, here's what I want to get to. We have been talking about it all show, but I want to make sure if you have not already create your voting plan, figure out how you're voting, go to IWillVote.com. There are so many states that allow early voting, and this year, because of COVID, it's so important to vote as early as you can. So figure that shit out. Have your early voting plan. Go vote. And when you when you do vote early, make sure you track your vote. So yes, you yeah, a lot sure of states offer counted. tracking. Absolutely. Make sure you're only dropping things in official ballot boxes. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, California yeah, Republican if you're in California. Party. Yeah. And then if you see someone it. burn a ballot box down, you know, call call the Yeah, there's that too. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but if you sign up for the tracking, you'll know if if they haven't counted it yet. So then because I, I did that. Mine was like taking several days to count. And I, I called up my local um, election office and they're like, oh, yeah, it's just taking a little while. And then I got like literally the notice that night. Hey, your vote's been counted. Love it. Do that shit. And I'm going to go one step further. Fucking vote blue, please. Not not just for the presidential race. Like down let's, ticket. Let's, mm-hmm. let's flip the Senate. Yeah, especially down ticket because that's where shit affects you in your everyday life is your local races. The future of politics and of America is progressive. And if you don't see that, maybe I'll go one further. This dude went after your games already twice in the last yeah, four seriously. years. Seriously, you yeah. will. You, this will be susceptible. Like we we seem like chill enough dudes, right? Like, would we be lying to people and just like leading people astray? Like, you know. Oh, we're uh, yeah. liberals, so on. we're always lying by default. That's, that's <laughs> right. the but not about this. Position. No. <laughs> so yeah, definitely create your voting plan. Go vote. I will vote. dot com will give you all the info you need to make sure you can vote and do it. Do it early. Make sure your vote is counted. It's never like we we say this every election, but honest to God. It has never been more important to vote than this election. So please do so. I'm off the soapbox. Yeah. I'm out. Unless you're going to vote for Trump and then don't go vote. Yeah, no, maybe yeah. forget. Just, yeah, just stay maybe home. forget. Oh, yeah, that. <laughs> Play video games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. Michael, wrap this shit up. All right. Well, uh, as always, you can visit us online at VigiGameApocalypse.com. Uh, visit us on Twitter at VGApocalypse.com. Or visit me personally at Wikiparas. That's with an AZ, not an easy. And I will very rarely tweet jokes at you, not at you specifically, in general. 
Uh, anyway, you're Seth Rogen. New Patreon tier. Michael will tweet do- jokes at you if you no. subscribe. It. <laughs> yes, I have nowhere near enough energy. Uh, <laughs> that's been our show. Thanks for listening. We'll see y'all next week. Everybody's recording, by the way, right? Micah, are you recording? I am indeed recording. Yes, I'm recording. It's terrifying. All right. Continue as you are. Edit, edit, edit. Um, (laughs) (laughs) There's our secret sound.